Yeah. This is true. He's like, I'm sorry. I am Canadian for the record. Um, From yeah. the six, right? That's right. I was born in Toronto, Ontario. Yeah. Um, lived there for about a year and then uh, moved Very out to the, world. it's true, moved out on the outskirts of the city. Um, I lived there for about a good 13 years. Uh, then my dad got a job in Seattle, took our whole family from Toronto to Seattle, um, caused a bit of a riff. Uh, the Italian family, as some of us in this room know, are very connected. They're very passionate people. And when my mom was now being seen as taken away from the core family, it was it was quite the dramatic event. Um, but I think we proved ourselves. We all have earned degrees. We all are doing well in this country and contributing to society. Uh, so, yeah, obviously that worked out. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Now we're here. Long story short, met Sam on that one day. And then uh, here comes Andreas Jimenez Ostrom from the north of Spain, just for the record. Um, Andreas. I you're right. I can't get over that. <laughs> That's a rumor I'm trying to start. Excuse me. That's a fact I'm trying to spread <laughs> gotcha. throughout the yeah, workplace yeah, yeah. Um, of his family's winery in northern Spain. That is Different dope. story. Maybe <laughs> one place in northern Spain. Uh, you ever heard of uh, Malaga? <laughs> That's just one of the teams I remember from FIFA. Oh, of course. That's why you guys are passionate about the World Cup. I got it now. Oh, major FIFA guy. Okay, got yeah. it. Because we never FIFA. win shit here in America in the World Cup. And then, yeah, that's all the other countries. Tell that to Tim, Har- Tim Howard right. against the Belgians. Yeah. Oh, my God. That may put a country on his back. Yeah, yeah he and did. Lost. And so, lost, like, in the Chris preliminaries, Wondolowski. yeah. Chris Wondolowski, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I was wearing a jersey, Chris Wondolowski. I hope somehow you're listening to this, Wando, in retirement. Fuck you. That's it. Sorry. Yeah. No, Sorry, you're good. No, 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 he, no, he deserves that. that. I don't know if that was in the rundown, but he deserves that. <laughs> it's all good. All good. It was a wide-open goal, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you could have I don't think a seventh... I think a seven-year-old could have hit that shot. Yeah. Rondolowski, the leading goal scorer in the history of the San Jose Earthquakes. Just uh, that's a team? Also, as, uh, see, I don't know shit about I'm going to say this as a Galaxy fan. Fuck the San Jose Earthquakes. Yeah. Mm. All right. Andrew from Ridgecrest. Yes, sir. Thought it was L.A., but it's Ridgecrest. <laughs> I have family in Ridgecrest. We talked about that a little bit. We did. Maybe yeah. last week or something like that. But you're a big L.A. guy. Uh, George, also from the L.A. area. George, you're from the heart of L.A., though, right? Are you oh, from? Yeah, I used to live right there. Watts. People are in L.A. Okay. Watts? Okay, nice. I don't know. Some, I, I don't know. That's the same. What? Okay. All right. Got you. So Lakers, Dodgers, Lakers. Galaxy. Yes, who am I missing? The Cowboys, Kings, LA Kings, Cowboys, Yankees, um, <laughs> Lakers. Yeah. You shut your mouth right there. Wherever LeBron goes. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, dude. Seriously, man. Um. I think you're forgetting the biggest one of Chargers. I mean, we're both, Char- yep. we're both great Chargers. Both Chargers fans. fans. That's right. That's our, right. Our Lord and Savior, Justin Herbert. <laughs> MVP this year. Nothing. I think. Uh, Nothing screams L.A. like the L.A. Chargers, yeah, right? right? That's the first thing I think <laughs> right. of when I think well, of L.A. sports. Well, okay, here's what's interesting. I was going to save this for later, but we got Raiders, we got Chargers, and we got Broncos. Broncos is definitely the most random. That's fair. Because yeah. Canada and whatnot. Tell me about this Broncos shit, man. Why the Broncos? Is it because Peyton? Is it because uh, no, John Fox? No, uh, it started early uh, when I was a kid. I uh, just kind of picked a team. I uh, had an obsession with animals. My field was then limited. Dad was a Dolphins fan. I took that as a fence. And uh, just stuck with the Broncos. Um, That's fair. Uh, The first quarterback I remember uh, living through was Jake the Snake Plummer. Hell of a guy. Actually had some success with us. Uh, I remember crying after a loss. I believe it was to Pittsburgh. Uh, Don't remember after that. Blacked out for a couple years. And then, um, yeah, just stuck with the Broncos up to this point. Um, Obviously, it's worked out with this AFC West rivalry amongst all of us. And, uh, yeah, we don't talk about the Super Bowl to Seahawks. Uh, I don't think that actually happened. 43-8, 43 to 8, right? <laughs> I believe so, yes. <laughs> First play of the game. It, was it a Manning pick or fumble? Uh, no, it was the no, safety, safety in the end zone. Yeah. The snap went over. Oh, that's Manning's right. Hand. That's yeah. right. Yeah. All down. 
all downhill from there. Hold on. You always talk about the week leading up to it and how shitty it was. Oh, my what, God. What do you think was – you had to eat your words for sure, but what was yeah. the worst thing you said that you well, remember? Well, a little, a little pretext because Seattle uh, – Russell Wilson was just a magic man for, like, two years, pulling out comeback wins. Like, oh, my God. It was unbelievably infuriating to watch. Seahawks fans are super annoying. Yep. They're all over the place, obviously, living in Seattle. So building up to the Super Bowl, I'm looking up stats. I don't look up stats. I'm looking up stats, like yards per carry. It was no Sean Moreno versus Marshawn. Obviously, Marshawn's an OG <laughs> running back. I have no chance of winning this argument, but I'm, like, pulling stats yeah. all week, talking shit like no other, um, thinking this is the best offense in, like, one of league history against going up against, I think, one of the best defenses in league history. I'm like, you're me. wrong there. 2013 Seahawks, 2013 Broncos? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked my chances. I really did. Um, I don't remember one of the harshest things I said, but I just remember getting into a lot of heated arguments throughout the week leading up to the Super Bowl, feeling pretty good, thinking we had a chance. And then, you know, first play, I'm like, cool. Second play, like, sick. Watching Demarius Thomas get lit up, Peyton throwing just lame ducks. Like, this is this is real life. I had to separate from my family just so I could, like, collect my thoughts and figure out my next move, which was then deactivating my Twitter account for a couple days just mm. to kind of – you know, begin the, the shitstorm, if, if I were to say, um, that was that following week at school. But I deserved it, and we learned from it. So, And we got a Super Bowl 2015. Uh, two years later, yeah. yeah. So, two years later, you bounce right back. Suck on that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so the Raiders haven't won since they were in L.A., and then the Chargers have never won shit. Yeah, we're, just we coming, we're coming for throats here, because I was about to say, in, if we're talking about today, this, like, this year, I have the biggest bragging rights out of all of you guys. Because the Raiders, for the second year in a row, you swept... lost to a second-year quarterback. The Raiders... Uh, that bad, huh? Joe Burrow is not just a second-year quarterback. That's Joe fucking Burrow. Was and he, he was... also... The play was dead, Blake. They blew the whistle. You lost. Yeah. You but lost. no, but let me back up. Um, I hate that. I, hate, I love this because I've been in the same exact... I love it, too. I've been in the same exact position where I'm arguing to a team, a, a guy who's team made it farther than mine, and I'm acting like I have Sam, your team hasn't won anything any basis. before you were born. Your team has five fans, and two of them are in this room. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Sure. But I want to finish my thought, if I may, Blake. Okay. Right, Second ahead. year in a row, I think this is probably one of the only times this has ever happened. The Raiders swept the Broncos in the regular season. And then, Ooh. of course, in the versus the Chargers, winning the one. And I remember seeing the video after right. they beat the Chargers to clinch, where the, some people were bringing up the Chargers' Twitter uh, what they had posted when the Chargers won in like week four, and they were all so cocky. Keenan Allen, obviously Nick Bose or Joey Bosa was talking shit. All these guys, like they won the Super Bowl in week four, and then the game that actually mattered, of course, Brandon Staley said, "I'm smarter than all you fucks." Went full on galaxy brain, still stuck in space because that guy went a little too far with his aggressiveness. But true, if we're being realistic, of course, the Broncos are still the bottom feeder of that division unless they yeah. get a quarterback. Oh, yeah. They have a coaching. They have a coach who no one even fucking knows anything about. They they hired him solely to get Aaron Rodgers, and they're not even going to get Aaron. Just hilarious. The Chargers are a great team. <laughs> Herbert's only going to get better. They can do yeah. a better job protecting him, and then defensively can get anyone other outside of Joey Bosa to play football. Enter when James. That'd, that'd be nice. That'd be nice because yeah. it's a very top heavy defense. Uh, and the Raiders, I think the Raiders are still going to be relevant. But you know, I don't like to be overconfident with them because it's the Raiders. And they've given me no reason to be confident. Right. Um, but, yeah, I guess to get to the heart of this situation, uh, fuck the Chargers and fuck the Broncos. That's fine. Uh, That's and fine. then the Raiders have fans in, like, five different cities. Like, they run L.A. still. 
and they haven't played there in four in thirty something years. I don't, I don't know about that. They do. No, I, I think the Rams kind of. As a Chargers fan, I will say that is the Raiders still run LA. <laughs> All right, fair enough. If you say Andrew, I, I'll, I'll take your word. Yeah, I, no, I, LA doesn't have a team. Right. Yeah, and I think the okay. Rams and Chargers are almost level now in terms of like who actually cares about them in LA. But then above them are the Niners. And the Raiders, who, you know, Niners never even played in L.A. I was going to say, Niners got a lot of fans in L.A. They do. A lot of they fans. They do, because I think a lot of NorCal people moving down south. Um, that's just my only hypothesis on that. And then, the, of course, the Raiders. Ice Cube's just rallying the troops down there. <laughs> just making sure they all remember. Still going to Vegas every weekend. Yeah. He's like, I'll be there. Guy Fieri's loving that they're in Vegas. Like, he's having a hell of a time. I'm sure he's making a lot of money, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. A lot of money, man. Yeah. I don't even yeah. remember what the question was or how that started. But. No, it's fine. Yeah. This is what I'm saying, man. We're just we're just going, man. We're just talking shit. We're going. Okay, so, man, fuck all that Raiders shit. You're a Kings <laughs> fan, okay? I am a Kings fan. Kings have n- bottom feeder, man. Yes. I'm talking, like, straight shit team. How bad did that Halliburton trade feel? Yeah, yeah let's get into that, that, man. It didn't, it didn't hurt as bad as it hurt some other people, I think. Um, as you know, Blake, I do a podcast about the Kings, and I'm yes. in touch with I a lot. I listened to that whole episode. I thought you were... Sam, I like you a lot, man. I thought you were capping the whole time. Yeah. No, no, Sabonis saying that, man, you guys traded your future. The best player on that team. No, I think De'Aaron Fox is the best player on that team, and I think the okay. utter disrespect that De'Aaron was getting simply because Tyrese was, you know, starting to show. The Kings, here's the thing. They've had such little young talent on that team in 16 years that when you have that one glimmer of a guy that shows you something, you're like, holy shit, and you make it a bigger deal than it really is. And that's what they were doing with Tyrese. They were pumping the shit out of Tyrese to the complete disrespect of De'Aaron Fox. And then when they flipped him for DeMontis Sabonis, a two-time All-Star who's 25 years old, no one mentioned Sabonis. No one did. It was all about Tyrese. And I remember the one tweet that I think encapsulates it. Encapsulates? Yeah, yeah, no, you got that right. Encapsulates it? That That sums it up. Um, (laughs) Is One guy goes, I didn't realize the Kings traded young Michael Jordan. Because he was, like, mm. making a joke about, obviously, the fact that everybody was freaking out about it. And that, I agree. Tyrese is a great young talent. He's going to be a great young player. He's a second-year pro who is not an all-star. You know, he's putting up good, big numbers right now on an Indiana team that's purposely tanking. He plays 40 minutes a game. He shoots 25 times a game. I hope his stats are good. He's a good player. And now he's the whole team in, in Indiana. So, I think Don't do your guy buddy like that. But yeah, really, <laughs> I know. I I think there's there's few people. I don't like to say I hate anybody, Blake. You know, it's a strong word. Very. I fucking hate Buddy Heald. Like I okay. I hate that man more than more than many things, and it, it's irrational, absolutely. But God damn it, buddy, what did you do? What did you add to that team? You know, three point threat. Just three point threat. D- hold on, doesn't zero he have, defense. Like- that's true. But doesn't he have, like, the fourth most made threes since, like, 2013? Oh, he's ridiculous. Or something like that in the but league. That's the insane. If I throw, if I shoot enough threes, I'm going to make some threes, you know? And I have no athletic ability whatsoever. Buddy Heald shoots threes at a ridiculous clip because that, that's who he is. Right. So, yeah, he has the most threes, but then the other part that everyone's leaving out is he's also attempted, <laughs> like, the most threes in the past true. five years because it's that's what Buddy does. So, yeah, I was never even going to acknowledge Buddy Heald. Um the, the win's going to be a uh, the trade's going to be a win win in the future. I think the Kings are going to get where they want to get sooner, and Tyrese is going to get success and have success in Indiana as like a featured guy, which he was never going to be the feature guy while De'Aaron was there, and they chose De'Aaron Fox. That's what that's that's what ended up happening. And they paid him. I mean, so, they already paid you know, yeah, yeah, they already was, paid him. 
I, I like to think that the GM, honestly, tried to trade De'Aaron first before trading Tyrese. Tyrese was the first guy that the general manager for the Kings drafted. He was the first move Monty McNair ever made as general manager was taking Tyrese Albert. Right. He fucking likes that guy. Yeah, for obviously. sure. For sure. But when you're trying to offer someone off and you have a guy that's making a ton of money in De'Aaron Fox and then a guy who's making nothing because he's on a rookie deal, who do you think the team wants? Right. A young team that's trying to rebuild like Indiana. We're not, we don't want a guy that we have to pay a ton of money to. We want the young, cheap dude. That's easy. That's easy math. That's math I can do. Um, real, so yes, real quick. No, real quick. I can go on forever about it. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want Russell Westbrook still? Because we'll give you Russell Westbrook. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> when I Are saw you sure you don't want? Him? We'll give him to you for a bag of potatoes. Dude, I, seriously. <laughs> what flavor? Obviously <laughs> sour cream and onion. Then no. Dude. Oh, yeah, God. yeah. The, the Ruffles ones, man. The yeah, Ruffles I'll cheddar. Just yeah. Anything not sour cream and onion. <laughs> barbecue, fine. I'm not even flaming hot Cool Ranch. Something. Yeah. Something. That sounds man. nice. We'll just take it. Uh, yeah, that was funny when I saw that they were like, you know, the Lakers offered Westbrook and the Kings said no. It's like, what were the, what else would the Kings have said? <laughs> they're not saying yes. They're not even saying maybe. They're saying fuck no. Yeah, I right. mean, like, I, I don't even think I would have even responded. If I got that offer from Rob Palenka, I would have just hung up the phone. That's probably like, what happened. I would have been like, and then yeah. I told my, I would have turned to my secretary and been like, block that number. <laughs> that guy's not allowed to call here again. <laughs> block that guy. I don't ever want to hear him. He's in Disneyland. On the train right. line. Hold on, though. Is this salt from 2002 still, or is this just like, dude, we're not taking $45 oh, million a year. Get, don't get him started on Like, I was four. You were talking about the Raiders winning championships. They haven't won anything since 82. It's been 40 years. You understand. This is, you're so cute. You understand. Yeah, I know. The Chargers have never, they, or they've been to one Super Bowl. They've been to one. And, and got Steve killed. Young. Jerry Rice had annihilated the receiving yard. Annihilated I them. I know. But, obviously, no actual Lombardi trophies anywhere. In San Diego's facility. Excuse me. Well, I mean, they, they're always San Diego to me. It's always but San Diego. They're always San Diego. I feel yeah. bad for San Diego. But there's no trophies anywhere. Not even, like, hiding. So maybe, like, you know, Justin Herbert has a trophy he won in, like, eighth grade that for some reason they just there's put, like. There's cobwebs on your trophies. That's Dude, you guys but, haven't But at least there's trophies anything. to get cobwebs on, Blake. Didn't you guys, didn't if you guys I could lose? drop this mic, I would. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you guys lose by 27 to the Buccaneers 20 years ago? Well, John Gruden knew everything, okay? And then our center, who was like our best offensive lineman. quarterback threw five interceptions. Yeah, because they knew every play. Five. They knew every play. Nathan Peterman. Yeah, yeah. well, that's, I mean, that's what a, comp- I, what a compliment to Nathan Peterman to compare him to Rich Gannon. <laughs> to Rich Gannon, and that's then, true. What a diss to Rich Gannon. <laughs> hey, don't throw five picks in the Super Bowl. I didn't force him to do that. Change the playbook, you know. Change your calls. They didn't change a single call, so you're just you're giving it to the Bucks. Let's let's change topics a little bit. Let's change topics a little bit. Let's go to let's go back to you, Alex. I yeah, want to talk about take this away from me. Yeah, go please, ahead, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and do that. Let's talk about you, man. Yeah, what do you want to know? Employee of the month in December. Oh yes. Uh, you got your American citizenship. Like as soon as I got to daybreak, these guys were like questioning you on like Daddy George Washington and like Daddy Thomas Wash. Jefferson. No better guy than Andrew. Like I, I'm not even trying to be like sarcastic. Like Andrew's a smart motherfucker. He is. So no better guy to have question you and Sam and whatnot than those two. Amazing the topics they covered on those practice tests. Yeah. And how easy the actual citizenship <laughs> test was. But it was good preparation. Like over prepared. You know, it taught me a lot of random shit that I will never need to know. But I will say the test in itself, if anyone is curious, was 10 questions and you have to get six right. And if you get the first six, you don't even have to answer the next four. The hardest question like being, America. which, yeah, right, which is actually so relevant to today is what is or what was the main concern for the U.S. during the Cold War, which to the answer was communism, hence where we are today. I'll see you boys in freaking Kiev in about two and a half <laughs> weeks, by the way, before, uh, <laughs> before we were freaking sent out to assist. But um, yeah. yeah, anyway, 
Yeah, it was a good end of the year. Um, I will say that I, I got promoted. I was awarded Employee of the Month. I was granted my citizenship, and it was just kind of like finally a little bit of just seeing my hard work come to fruition, I guess, just finally seeing recognition and getting all that kind of stuff. Um, it was kind of nice, uh, like moving out here by myself almost, what, two and a half years ago um, as a master control operator, not even really knowing what that was, not even knowing what, like, Reading looked like, you know, just kind of taking a chance, um, and it paid off immensely, so I'm very glad I did that uh, back in the day, but yeah, things are good, man. Uh, just happy to be here, you know? Happy to be a part of the team. For sure. So, so do you have to get, like, a degree for that, the master control operator thing, or do you no. just kind of walk in and you're like, yo, I want to do some master controls? You just want to do some master control, but okay. it was how I was essentially just trying to get into a news station. I knew I wanted to direct. I just didn't know in what capacity. Whether I tried to do it in sports, and I had a sweet gig uh, working at the Peoria Sports Complex in Arizona. I was doing, I was directing their in-house shows for Mariner and uh, Padres Spring Training Games, and it was mm. so much fun. Um, worked 17 games in a row because they would alternate home and away. Um, yeah, then COVID hit, and then all of a sudden you're they're like, all right, thank you for your time. We don't know when baseball's coming back, so we have no work for you. Right. And I was like, cool, all right, well, good experience. Got to live with my brother, you know, for a couple of months. It was pretty fun. Met a girl, and... Uh, I was like, well, how can I stay in this industry with consistent work? <laughs> I'm sorry, man, but both of them made like a, a snickering sound. Go ahead, Alex. It was Go cool. Ahead, she was thought that you said that because you're with her today. Yeah. No, just, just at just, the time, I just remember everything that was happening. Sure. She was really cool. Uh, she was a photographer and had a cool apartment in Scottsdale. But then um, we're like, I don't know how COVID works. Should we still be doing this? And I was like, I live with my, you know, my, my mom on the weekends. And uh, I was like, well, this was fun. Thank you for your service. Mm. Dapped her up and went yeah, on my way. Dapped her up. Yeah. So, um, gotcha. Emotionally. Um, yep. And then, uh, so I found a job in news. It was consistent. Got my foot in the door. Did master control for about uh, less than a year. Became a director. Did that for less than a year. And now we're a production supervisor. God knows what's next. But I just want to get hopefully our department in a good spot before I figure out wherever we're going next. So that's. Uh, that's how we got here, essentially. Yeah, for sure. Well, okay, so I'll give you my side of the thing. So I got there like in like a week before Thanksgiving. I get to KRCR. And I'm born and raised here, so I grew up watching it. You know, I already knew about Mangus and Kruger and everyone. Yeah, but I get there, and they're kind of, you know, Jeremy's leaving. He's the guy that hires me. I, I was probably one of his last hires, and, like, he's out of there. A lot of people are leaving at the time. And they're offering it to Shane and whatnot, and then, like, some guy named Alex. And I'm like, I had never met you, so I don't know who you are. And then I hear you got it, and I'm like, I don't know who – how does this guy have this job? And, like, I, I don't know who he is or anyone. And then, yeah, getting to meet you, man, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you did get it. And nothing against Shane or anyone that was up for it, but I think that you've been doing it long enough, and you're good at it. You know what I mean? Like, dude, there's times where, like, we get fucked in that show. And, you know, we always talk about when we go do the meetings at, like, 7.05. Like, the viewers never know Honestly, what's going on. Yeah. But, do we get hammered sometimes. Yeah. And you're able just to pull things back up. And, I mean, everyone does a good job. I think collectively, like, if, if Andrew didn't know what was going on, me, Ethan, you know, Jensen Taylor. Like, you know, if everyone didn't know what was going on, we wouldn't be able to get out of the rut. But, right. yeah. Yeah, it's a good it's, experience, um, man. I, really I think is. I think you do a great job, man, just honestly. I, I appreciate that. Um, like I said, it's it's all very new. Um, but yeah, like you said, we're definitely in the shit sometimes. And, uh, the people at home have no idea what's going on behind no the scenes just to get that picture of a fucking graphic on screen. You know, people have no idea the hell that we deal with sometimes and the tears and the chocolate we consume at weird hours of the day. And that's you. That's 
That, okay, that is okay, you. Okay. That's you. That's you. <laughs> all right, all right. You guys like Almond Joy? Like, dude, no. Almond Joy is yeah, a just fucking have trash. Have a conversation. Like, <laughs> I grab an extra Almond Joy. Anybody want one? And they're all just flipping me off. Like, get the fuck out of here. What's wrong with you? Kit Kats, man. Have five in the morning. Yeah, five in the morning. Like, yeah. stop talking. <laughs> Top of the morning, man. Top of the morning. Let's get this shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. I enjoy the work I do. Um, you all are good people. We all bring something to the table. I think that's what makes our show interesting and fun. Um, but it's a morning show, so. We do our best. I'm sure it's only like old people watching, so who knows? But it's fun. You know? It's fun. That's why we do it. Yeah. So there is some, uh, you know, I tell people this when I'm hiring people, when they ask me why I do it, it's really corny, but I feel as you may as a consumer of media about national news and the content they put out, the local news has a duty to get information to people quickly and efficiently, especially in fire season when, you know, half of our sky looks apocalyptic and yeah. winds are fucking going nuts. Every fucking summer yeah now. and it's only getting worse like yeah. what town is going to burn down this year you know um, and it's really unfortunate so it's our job to get breaking like road closures places of refuge uh places where they can like warming shelters cooling shelters food areas like getting that information to people in remote areas and towns is so important so i do like i do enjoy watching our work come to fruition like around us and impacting the people in the town they recognize us they're like oh you work at the news that's really cool like we appreciate what you guys do and it's kind of fun to see you know so that's why we do it. Everyone has their own reasons, but there is value to it. Just kind of how you see it in your own eyes, I guess. So, yeah. I want to get into Andrew a little bit. Oh, yeah. I haven't talked much. So yeah. Ask me, ask me yeah, anything. Yeah, we ask keep me. it like that. I mean, we don't need yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's <laughs> I don't know how you turn this on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring it on. Let, let's ready. get into Andrew because, dude, you your dedication is bar none. Like, I bitch about 3 a.m. You're up at 2 a.m. Like, I personally would appreciate a guy doing that shit, but... I remember Alex was telling me maybe just the other day that you're like, Avid certified or, or you knew how to run this thing called Avid. I've been at Carousel for three months. I don't know what the fuck Avid okay, even okay. is. Okay, let me let me give you a little backstory. Yeah, um, go this ahead, is man. The funniest shit I've ever. Yeah, heard. let's learn about so, you. So uh, Alex uh, pulls me over one day. I've been working at KRCR for probably like five months already, and he goes, "Andrew, have I ever told you how you got hired?" I was like, "What? No." And so apparently, Jeremy, I I literally was not Avid certified yet, but I put it on my resume. <laughs> I was like, I'll That's get it. Dope. I was like, I'll get it eventually. And then uh, <laughs> he pulls Alex over, and all he does is he has my resume up on his screen, and he just points to Avid Certified. And Alex goes, "Let's hire that man." And uh, the rest is history. But yeah, uh, I uh, I went to Chico State. Shout out Wildcats. Um, For sure. Yeah, and then uh, it was just a free class that I could take. Uh, typically, it's like a two thousand dollar unit that you have to take on your own time. Find like a. Uh, a hotel that they're doing it at one weekend, but no, I, uh, it was a whole semester class, learned how to, how to edit. And, uh, yeah, it was, a it's a really shitty software. <laughs> it is honestly the worst, but they, uh, it's what they use to edit movies. And, uh, that's what I ultimately want to get into. So I was just like, okay. kind of have to have to know how it works. So from Southern California, yeah. what's your degree in? Uh, so my degree is actually in media arts, uh, production. So uh, okay. I'm making videos and shit. All right. Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, uh, surprisingly, Chico State has uh, just a top-of-the-line uh, film program. I mean, I loved all my teachers. Uh, the classes they taught us were really impactful, and uh, we got real hands-on experience every year for every class. I mean, checking out cameras and doing our own shoots, it's just like, yeah, it's uh, it'd be better if we were in L.A. and have a couple more opportunities to do internships, but I got a state-educated uh, degree, and I now graduated college with no, uh, what is that, um, loans. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, now I, uh, oh, man. Now I can uh, 
just not have to worry about that for the rest of my life and then apply myself to to my job, which is what I do now. Yeah. Yeah. Hell and, yeah. and as for uh, how I get up at 2 a.m., uh, I can't answer that question. Uh, it's just uh, my brain's like, hey, this is uh, this is how we do it now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's what we do. Drive an hour to work every day and uh, have a good time. Get thrown into the shit, but uh, keeps you on your toes. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So you were telling me a couple days ago, whole family went to University of Wyoming. Oh, uh, Josh yeah. Allen's uh, Josh college. Allen. Uh, yeah, that was almost. Uh, I got uh, actually straight out of high school. I applied to uh, University of Wyoming, and I, I was about a week away from going. And uh, I just kind of pivoted and uh, went to a uh, community college in my hometown. But yeah, my uh, my grandma and grandpa went to uh, University of Wyoming. My aunt, and that's where my mom met my dad. Actually, so um, mm. yeah, she was a, a cheerleader for for the Wyoming Cowboys. Actually, and my dad was just some nerdy guy uh, studying chemistry. And they they mm. met. Yeah, I don't know. My dad pulls. He's got game. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope he listens. He's got to this game. Now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, Good I uh, yeah, I don't I don't understand it at all. <laughs> Alex loves that. That's funny as hell. So hold on. I'm going to ask you guys, because I don't, I don't even know everyone's, I know everyone in here is in their 20s, but what year did y'all graduate high school? I'll start oh, with you, Sam. We're 2017. Sam and I are about 2017. Oh, yeah, that's a fucking lie. 2016. We're a year apart. I graduated 2016. I, don't I, I can't tell if Sam's 20 or like 33. Like I, uh, it's, yeah. Well, take this for a second because he <laughs> doesn't believe me. Yeah, no. uh, this man remembers everything but doesn't remember when I graduated high school. And I, well, I, always I feel like we, I've told you this. I always thought we graduated the same no. year. I've known you since we're then. We're two weeks apart, yeah. Yeah, we're two weeks apart. Our birthdays are two weeks apart, literally exactly two weeks. Mm. I was very young for my grade. I got started early. My, my mom and dad were just ready to get me out of the house. Um, I was like three. Uh, <laughs> I had enough of this kid. And so I graduated U-Prep here in Reading in 2013. Shout out Panthers. Uh, great school. Made me who I am. So 2016, I graduated. And I'm 23, though, just like Andrew. Yeah. And then Alex, I think, is about to be 33. Yeah, <laughs> Alex could be 33 as well. Yeah, uh, I, I have ladies, no idea. if you like a 33-year-old man with a steady income and two children, Alex is steady your man. Steady income. Steady is a generous word. Yeah. Children is accurate. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. No, but I graduated high school 2014. Ugh. Right, mm. and uh, it took Audio. me it took me five years to graduate college. Music. Yeah, it was it was. Uh, I did three. I did two years at a community college in Bellevue. After that, because my grades were shit, I almost didn't pass high school because I didn't care. I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. I remember on the last day, I had a uh, like a 58 uh, in chemistry, and I think the D was 60. And it was a teacher replacing a pregnant lady, and he walks me up to the front of the class. Everyone's gone. I'm a senior in a junior high school chemistry class. Like it's a bad situation, right? And I was like, Mr. Hargrave, I think it was. And he he shakes his, he puts his hand out and shakes my hand. He's like, I'm not going to be the guy to prevent you from graduating high school. Congratulations. <laughs> shakes my hand. I was like, nice. You're a good man. No. <laughs> I don't know anything about chemistry now, but thank you. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. Thank to, like, and that. chemist. Yeah. <laughs> but that guy not being a dickhead allowed me to, like, do a lot of cool shit, meet a lot of cool people in community college, play soccer in community college, go to university, get a film degree similar to Andrew's. And here we are. So... Give people a chance. High school's bullshit. Not yeah. everyone takes it seriously for whatever reason they may have, but they can still become, like, useful members of society if you just give them a fucking chance, you know? So that's Absolutely. my two cents on that. Okay. Also, I need uh, help watching my kids. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as someone who took high school seriously, was in AP classes, it's a fucking waste of time. <laughs> so, yeah. Damn, yeah. okay. Uh, yeah, just, get, just get, out of a, get out of high school, go to a community college, save literally yes. $40,000. Oh my god. Get yes. the same education. I was uh, really thankful for my community college back in my hometown. Uh 
not only was it just great, uh, great classes, but my teachers taught at UCLA, uh, San Diego State University, and the only reason they taught at my community college is they made more money in a town where uh, it, the cost of living was cheaper. So they were making bank and giving out a great education. So I hate the stigma on community colleges, and I, I think add to that real yeah, quick. go ahead. Uh, yeah. yeah. To build off Andrew's point, uh, my dad, I remember this all coming back to me now, he said the exact same quote, I'm not going to pay for you to find yourself. The first two years at a university is the same old intro bullshit classes, you know? Take them at a community college, save yourself money, do the same bullshit, and transfer wherever you want with a leg up and less, you know, student loans possibly. So, yeah, community college is definitely the move. Every time. I'll, uh, I'll add my dad's line about community college because we all went to community college. I went to Shasta College. And my brothers went, and then the oldest brother said, fuck college. Um, He's a loser. No. Uh, <laughs> he's actually like a sergeant at the police department, but uh, at the local, at Anderson Police. Um, but my dad told me, he goes, and it's a good line, and I remember it because I was like 17 when he said it to me. It's not a matter of where you go to school. It's what you do while you're there. You can go to fucking Harvard and do nothing and flunk out, which I actually know someone that went to Harvard and flunked out because it's actually – uh, relatively easy to fly out of Harvard because Harvard standards are so high that you could get like B's, which is not flunking, right? But it's flunking for Harvard. So right. now you're sorry, get get lost. We'll find another kid to take this, you know, get get into school. Um, but yeah, it's all about what you do while you're in college. It doesn't matter where you go to college, and that is a very unfortunate stigma in our country that you need to go to. No, you fucking don't. No, you don't. Some of the most successful, <laughs> some of the most successful people of our generation. Never even went to college to begin with. Yeah. Or they went and they just went to some local little school and got their degree and then rolled with whatever they wanted to do, whatever right. they wanted to pursue. Yeah. Yeah, it's all it's all bullshit. <laughs> so well, I uh, mean, you're well, done well, with community well, college at twenty years old. Like this whole notion that you're supposed to have whatever you want figured out, or at least, yeah. you know, maybe going in that direction, but it is bullshit. Like twenty, dude, I'm, when I was twenty I had nothing figured out. I, I probably don't even now, but like at least I have fucking direction. Yeah, I, like, I don't have anything figured out. No, no, I, I was a. Uh, I went into community college as an engineering major, chemical oh, engineering, wow. and then mm. within the first semester, I was like, "This is absolute bullshit." And I I pivoted to a film degree. So I mean, no one knows what they're doing. Just uh, find something that you love and you can imagine yourself doing every day and stick with it. I mean, I I thought. Uh, I looked at inside and I was like, "Do I really want to do math and equations all day, every day for the rest of my just life?" Get so like, much pussy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. Is that, am I wrong? No, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no apparently. Not. I mean, yeah, I, we don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, if you speak to my local chemist, he'll tell you all about it. Oh, well, my dad's a chemist. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, why I'm in Cowboys, man. Yeah, yeah, we already know that. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> So I want to ask you guys, we talked about, you know, degrees and people not knowing what the fuck they want to do. What advice, Alex, I'll start with you and we'll just work this way. What advice would you give someone just wanting to get their foot in the door? Because I'll tell you what, I feel like that's totally my fucking story. I just wanted to, I called Jen and Jeremy. Of for, our industry? Yeah, okay, I yeah. called for like four straight months, like twice a fucking week. Like yeah. I just badgered them until eventually like yeah. I heard something and, okay. you know, luckily it worked out. But what advice would you give? Would you give that you should go get a degree of some sort or you should know someone because I mean, this industry is also one of those things where it's not about what you know, it's about who, you know, Yeah, you know, and, and that goes, for, think, you know, that's the truth in yeah. a lot of things, but what would you say to someone? That's a good question. Um, I think obviously privilege plays a big role in a lot of that where you can start, like if you could even go to college, you know, but, uh, uh, it kind of depends. Um, you don't need a degree for master control. You don't need a, a degree to be a production assistant. Anybody can do it. It's a matter of just, like you said, being tenacious, applying, 
calling, making a name for yourself. Like, when I look at resumes, yeah, the name will stand out, but if you call me, I'm going to remember that person. Like, why are they calling me? They're obviously interested. Show you're interested. Show you're tenacious. Show you want to be there, because when you do get there, then you can do things like Sam, and you are doing, like, shooting reels, like, connecting... Uh, like, I, I think you did a podcast with uh, Nazi recently. Just, like, networking. Showing that you are a valuable member of the team once you're given that chance will only help you flourish going forward. But as opposed to getting your foot in the door, uh, my dad um, had a really good quote, and I think I've shared this with the fellas a couple times when looking for other opportunities, is you have to send 10 applications just to get one phone call. And that's mm. unbelievably frustrating. From cover letters to updating your resumes to calling people, that one phone call is hard to get sometimes. So making it count and being prepared for interviews, doing mock interviews with your parents or your friend's parents or mentors is only going to give you a, a better leg up when that one phone call does come. So being ready and prepared is, is very important. I think, uh, I think that's a good start on that question. Go ahead, Andrew. Uh, yeah, I will, I will say um, take advantage of free opportunities. I mean, there's uh, a lot of networking opportunities that are free. Um, I definitely had a good... Uh, good network uh in my school and they would allow us to take these uh seminars put on by industry professionals and uh honestly uh one of the coolest opportunities i ever had was it was like my teacher said hey there's this uh industry professional workshop and if you log on and you're one of the first 100 uh, people you get to actually have your own seminar with one in one-on-one interactions with uh actual industry professionals so not through that i actually have the email and phone number of the uh uh, cinematographer of American Horror Story, and we're I'm oh, in wow. I'm in a uh, little bit of communication with him. Uh, not really, but uh, I mean I, I have sent him a couple, I have sent him a couple emails, and I'm gonna try and follow that lead. But I mean, uh, honestly, take take advantage of all the free opportunities you can because um, you never know how you're gonna land a job in this industry. Like I was hired because of one thing on my resume, so just. That you didn't just even have. Yeah, that you I didn't just totally even, fucking that, lied about it. I, yeah, I did have it by the time I started that job because uh, okay, <clears throat> it was uh, the class, one of the last classes I took in Chico State, and uh, I actually uh, got that certification and then uh, graduated Chico and two days later uh, started at KRCR. So it, it was it was technically real, but um, yeah, uh, you can lie on your resume. No one's going to check that out. Make it till you make <laughs> it, man. Got to. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> what advice would you give, Sam? And for your perspective, this is even for me personally, you totally worked your way up to becoming a reporter, bugged the shit out of Carrie. That's what Alex and Carrie have told me. Like, But you got to like just hammer people sometimes. What advice would you give to someone that wants to become a reporter and just mm-hmm. kind of get their, their foot in the door? And by the way, by the way, real quick, I was telling George this because George knows about Dad Joe and whatnot. Papa Joe, you know, I was like, if there's one thing, if there's one thing I learned about this industry (laughs) is that motherfuckers like Sam did work for it. It's not just that he has the Comenti name and they're just like, oh, let's give it to him. Like, dude, you got to work at this shit. Yeah. Well, yes, I agree. And then at the same time, I do. I knew people. Right. Uh, I know Mike Mangus. Mike Mangus is a family friend. I've known Mike since I was a child. So I was able to get in the building pretty much off of that because Mike kept recommending me. However, I was on KRCR when I was a little kid and I would do sports predictions when they had a sports department because I was the nerdy little kid that oh, knew shit. a lot about sports. So yeah. I was on when I was in, still the nerdy little kid. <laughs> Nothing's changed. I'm just, I lost my cute appeal. <laughs> I just got taller. My voice got a little deeper. Yeah. Um, in sixth grade, I went on in seventh grade. I went on and it became like a little thing that I did and it was cool. Um, but yeah, so I got in the building and it, my advice is you have to be, as my mother would say, the squeaky wheel. 
uh, mm. you have to be persistent because yeah, knowing people is, I think, honestly, the first step, but that can only take you so far. You have to let your work speak for yourself and you have to be persistent and you have to grind and it gets frustrating. I had a lot of moments where I was like, why am I doing this at four in the morning? Oh my God. Um, I'm a production assistant. I'm not, nothing I'm doing, at least I thought, nothing I'm doing is actually going to help me in reporting, which is a lie. Subconsciously now, I know a lot of things that I didn't know because of Alex and because of Andrew and because of what I just watched every morning. Right. I would watch how other people reported and I would learn how I want to do it myself, what I can't do, what I won't do, what I will do, all that. Um, and it's, it's amazing just by watching how much you can learn. And Kelly Somm, who we shit on as we started this, <laughs> I credit Kelly a lot for teaching me how to be a pro. Um, Kelly is a consummate pro. You can say all you want about her. She's a pro. She's, she's one of a... She's di- good at her job. She's good at her job. She she's one of a dying breed because she's like... I look at her as like, she's the Walter Cronkite of news. She's the version of news that doesn't exist really anymore. That doesn't mean it's not good. That doesn't mean it's not powerful that she is someone that shouldn't be respected because, God damn it, she should be respected. And she left Garcia because no one respected her. That's my theory. No one gave her the respect she deserved. Um, she liked me because I gave her the respect. Uh, and I think she liked Andrew because they talked about Spider-Man. Except um, when it was his birthday. Except when it was his birthday. And then yeah. Alex, I don't know. Well, we're gonna need we're gonna need a we're gonna need a, like a like a therapy this session for that crazy. one. <laughs> but what do you need to do to be a reporter? Know people. Be persistent. You also need to be talented. Um, yeah. To hype myself up a little bit, I'm good at this. I've always been good you at are, doing man. this. I'll, I'll give you that. I appreciate I like it. Shit. And there's so much more I need to get better at. A, a ridiculous amount. I don't even know how to work my actual camera. Um, I use my phone because I'm a modern-day reporter. I'm not a 2001 reporter. I don't drive around in a van with a giant fucking camera and tripod that weighs 30 pounds. I do everything lightweight and wireless. I think that's important because it's how the future is. You know, right. that's where we're going. That's true. But, yeah, you need to be good. And if you're not spending your time while you're trying to get in the door practicing it and working on it, then you're wasting your fucking time. I was doing stuff like this, Blake, where I'd do a podcast, where I'd visit people at Sac State, and I'd go on the radio station and I would do all I can while I was looking for work to just keep myself in it. Yeah, I would, I mean, yes, I would do play by play. I did a lot of play by play since I was a kid. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. I would go on my own accord and just practice, practice shooting video, sending it in, writing the script, editing it, you know, cause as a reporter at a very surface level station, you do everything. I edit everything. I shoot everything. I write everything. Nobody helps me. That is something that I was, like, kind of caught off guard by. Like, oh, it's sink or swim. So the more you can prepare before you get in that position for people out there trying to be a reporter, the better. Because then you'll feel like you won't sink. You, you know, you'll, you'll know how to handle things when shit gets thrown at you. Daybreak teaches you to handle a shit storm like no other. So, yeah, I said a lot there to answer a very simple question. But I, I heard everything. Man. Be the squeaky wheel yeah. and don't. You know, you got to be relentless, man. This is a very competitive, very, I'm going to say a quick story real quick. I use this as fuel. Uh, when I was at Sac State, one of the women, a uh, local TV person, she was on Good Day Sacramento, uh, Camby Brown, um, mediocre. All sorts of names. Mediocre talent. Um, okay. She comes in <laughs> to a, this is great. she comes into a, a huge lecture hall. And cause it's like people, guest people in different industries in Sacramento that are coming in to tell about them. And then answer questions from students that might be interested in that industry, right? Very simple. Very cool idea. You know, it's a good way to spend a 50-minute class. And so she comes in, tells her story and all that. 
And I raised my hand. I'm like, hi, Camby. My name's Sam. Uh, I'm interested in being a sports broadcaster. And before I could even ask my question, in this lecture hall with 150 kids, she goes, good luck with that. Literally mm. laughed and said, good luck with that. And then everyone almost in unison, like they're like kind of surprised by that. So they all looked at me because they're like, how is he going to respond? Right. And I, I looked at her and, you know, I'm a smart ass by nature. So I go, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, and then I was like, my question, if I may, and kind of made it like snarky. Like, if you don't mind me actually right. now actually, asking you, yeah, yep. what I, what the whole point of this was. Um, and then I saw this woman, she ends up quitting and leaving the industry completely shortly after, which is really funny. Um, I see her out at a bar, hammered. And, Blake, she is hitting on me. She's trying to have sex with me, um, which was so awesome because she didn't remember who I was. She had no recollection of we had an interaction. Right, right. So she's like, you know, she's getting up on me. She's being a little touchy at this bar. And I'm like, do you remember (laughs) me, Camby? And she was like, oh, we know each other? And I was like, yeah. I was like, you know me, or I know you, I guess. Uh, you were a total bitch to me when I asked you a question about this, about being a sports broadcaster. And I just fucking ripped into her. Um, did not deter her one bit. I think she was too hammered for me to like be intellectual. Oh, she didn't give a fuck. She didn't even yeah. hear anything. She just was like, I'm, I'm sorry. And then like, you know, we yeah. like, then that, oh, I'm sorry. Um, but no, uh, the lesson there is there's going to be a lot of people that doubt you. Yeah. And you can't let that bother you. You, right. You use it as motivation. Not obviously. I, this is my next question for you bar, two. I was but, like, um, what's the one thing that like, because I'm a fucking psycho. Like George knows this. Don't say anything to me <laughs> on a basketball court. I'm a fucking, I like Jordan, dude. I'm a psycho and I know it and I don't even apologize for it. But what's something that like drives you? What's oh, something that someone has said, someone has yeah, done that you're like, I remember, um, fuck you then. Similar to Sam, just being like asking like industry professionals how to get a leg up and them just like kind of disrespecting you. Um because coming out of college, I had no idea what I was going to do with this degree. I'm thinking, I'm going to have to work freelance. I'm trying to get into sports production. My life's going to suck. And I remember showing up to um, Seattle Seahawks uh, football games and baseball games, working full days for free as a utility, like roping wire, just trying to get a job, essentially. Mm, okay. And I remember one guy was like, oh, what are you doing here? I was like, oh, you know, I'm just, just trying to show up, just trying to get my foot in the door. He's like, oh, somebody wants a job. I'm like, no shit, I want a job. I'm here for free. That was, like, the first strike. And I remember meeting cameramen and, like, meeting everyone on the squad. I'm like, like, how can I get a leg up here? How can I get my foot in the door? And they're like, don't. Honestly, like, don't. They're just, like, shutting me down right at the beginning. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. This is this doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know. I don't know. This doesn't help anything. And I'm, like, pissed off. You know, I'm working for free, running wire for, like, handheld cameramen who are screaming at me for not running fast enough up and down the sideline with them. I'm like, this is chaotic. This sucks. So that I quit that altogether, got a job at Costco, and just, like, kind of used that as motivation just to figure my shit out. You know, like, I'm tired of being disrespected. It's and a good job. Yeah. To figure shit out at. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's kind of what I have about that. But uh, the disrespect is out there. Just be ready to endure it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't have, like, uh, a story about, like, industry professionals uh, shitting on me, but uh, we've all had that bad breakup. <laughs> and uh, uh, this was straight out of high school. I had a, a long-term girlfriend. She's never going to hear this. But, um, so, uh, what was her name in- uh, yeah, and yeah, her name. Yeah, is... do what Sam did, and yeah, yeah she yeah, totally no. wanted to smash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, long long term girlfriend uh, ended uh, right after high school, and uh, my hometown is a very small town, um, really known for uh, just making people stay, getting comfortable, and uh, that's something. And she was like, "I want to get out," and she did right out of high school, and uh, shortly after, she she sent me a, a long text, and I was like, "Good luck trying to get out of there." And uh, I took mm. that to heart because I was like. 
you're not better than me for going to a four year and me going to a community college, and so I worked on my shit. And uh, yeah, that. Where did she go to school? <laughs> Why is she? Flying? Yeah, tell uh, us. Oh, she went to uh, USD, uh, University okay. of San Diego. I mean, oh, yeah, okay. it was cool, cool uh, private school, whatever. Um, she's smarter than me, that's for sure. Uh, but no, it was just like even someone who can uh, be that close to you and just be like, yeah, good luck with any of your dreams. Like you're from a small town. You, uh, you, you decided to go to community college. Like, mm. it's just like that. Yeah, no, that, that's the one thing that kind of drives me a little bit. It's uh, what the fuck do we always talk about that shit? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, every day you just try and get a little bit better at your craft. I mean, I, none of us are perfect on, on the morning news and I'm sure you guys have seen it. We uh we have mistakes, but um we always uh, work through it, and uh, we give you a good show for two hours of the day. Oh, yeah. yeah so. Again, it's only shit that like <clears throat> we would notice. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I feel like times. it's shit that like you know you're supposed to notice. You have to write it down. You have to write down mistakes yeah, and just yeah. get better. But like at home, they don't know. They have no idea. All they see is is Nazi and 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 Kruger just going back and forth, or just what you know, just whatever it is, or just you know the the list bonus packages, which you guys are big fans of. Oh, shout out, she's list good. bonus. I really she's hope great. she's listening right now. Uh, <laughs> she is yeah. not listening. <laughs> I, no, you, you don't know back. that. You take that back. <laughs> you take that back. Um, I was watching. I was in the newsroom yesterday. Speaking of the list bonus, I don't get to see her as much anymore because I'm not on the morning show. But it did the tease, like toss to Liz, like the recording of Liz. And as a graphics operator, mm-hmm. I know that you take that the banner out that says coming up. You take it out because it covers Liz bonus. And I'm watching it, and I hear Liz's voice. I'm like, oh, is that Liz? And I look up, and she's blocked because someone in the evening who does graphics, mm. not very good at it, left it up. And I'm like, take it out. And I'm like, in the newsroom, I'm like, take out the banner. Pulling I want to see Liz. Take it out. Take it out. And at the last second, I think she woke up and she took it off. And it was yeah. like one second, of, and it was like, Liz, like, we'll be back. And I was like, God damn it, that's it. I didn't even get a chance to like look at her outfit and how she's looking that day. She always has a fire. She's always looking great. She has she has a great wardrobe. Money, great wardrobe. Well, yeah, she has money. Yeah, Um, that helps. But yeah, Liz's Liz's voice just gets me just fucking pumped. You know, I'm excited. (laughs) And now I did a Liz bonus walking shot too. In like all your videos. Uh, well, yeah, I try to. I take I take my Mike Mangus sitting talking shot that is certified copyrighted by Mike. And then Liz bonus. I was in a medical office a couple weeks ago. And I was like, this is a hell of an opportunity. I have to do a Liz bonus walking shot down a hallway that's just ugly and dimly lit because it's a fucking hospital. Right. And I have to just walk and talk with this person. And I, I think it was terrific, you know? I, I sent it to yeah, these guys. Yeah. I want to know how that goes over. Do you just, like, lean into the person and you're like, yeah, we're just going to do this one shot where we're walking down the hall and they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, they're with us? I explain it the same way every time. I'm like, you guys know what B-roll is? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I need B-roll. So I'm going to shoot. I'm going to set up the camera right here. And we're just going to talk. And, like, you can talk about whatever. I'm going to take the sound out. But uh, I just need extra shop, you know, extra shit. And so, you know, I try to get creative, like, you know, over the shoulder maybe. Right. Uh, at some point I'll, like, lower it where it's, like, you know, looking up at us maybe. Who knows? The, you know, the options, the, uh, they're endless, you know. But I'm a huge fan of it because Mike Mangus has done that since he's been here, I'm pretty sure. That yeah. shot where it's just, like, he sh- that's his way of putting himself in the, sh- in the video. Yeah. And then so also good. just talk, you know, showing how they interact. and so Something about it. It's just magical to me. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 go ahead, go ahead. My favorite Mike shot, because he covers a lot of the uh, the city council meetings and the red, white, and blue print and all that. Right. And he does a very good job of just telling the story, I feel like. But Sam is right. It'll be like an intense conversation, some pretty extreme, like, sound bites, and then it's just Mike it's just him. sitting and nodding just <laughs> on, a bench, on a bench. And then the back to the chaos. <laughs> yeah. The it's was fucking so awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was Dude, it's awesome. Ex- explain the football one real yeah. quick. The football yeah. one's really easy. He was just highlighting U-Prep's football team and, like, shooting their practice, and then just randomly thrown in there is just a shot of Mike sitting on the bench on the sideline just, like, watching practice, and he's just, like, looking around. It's like, and then it cuts back to the kids, yeah. like, actually playing football. 
And it was like that was so random, and I loved it. Yeah. I yeah. want I want more. I wanted my, I wanted that maybe we could do like where it just slowly starts to zoom out, like it cuts from him on the bench to now he's like at the top of the bleachers, and then like cuts to another one. He's like looking from like the fence, you know, outside of the field. Right. You know, like I'm saying, opportunities are endless. Um, yeah. I got a great video yesterday. I set up my camera when I was messing with a horse. That sounds weird. Let me take that back. <laughs> mm. Uh, okay. I was at a did horse. This air? Yeah, yes, it did. It's oh, actually wow. really okay. funny. It's it was a horse sanctuary for okay. like people who are going through trauma and they they use the horses to heal. Oh, it's dope. So I went out and she was like, "I have a really this is like our friendliest horse. Like he loves people." So which I was like, I was like, "Great, you know, I don't want one to hurt me." Um, so I set up my camera in the little pen and I just started like you know petting the horse and whatever. And the horse at one point walks over to me, leans into me. So I lean into him. I'm thinking we're about to embrace in this beautiful hug. I don't know what they're doing. I have no, I didn't hear it, so I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> Andrew, sorry, I, I didn't hear it. I already know it was inappropriate. Yeah, anyway, oh, for sure. No, I'll, sh- I'll show you the video. It was just like we were, you know, we were like I was like leaning on the horse, and then he, the horse, like, grabs my shirt and like tries to like eat my shirt, like rips, like lifts up my shirt, and it was really funny. And the woman that was there that like cares for the horse was like, hey, 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 and it was just the horse was just trying to eat my clothes, and um, it was a good shot. I was glad that I caught it because yeah. I just had the camera ready, but. Go ahead. Um, this so, is probably better anyway. Yeah. No, I'm gonna let Andrew elaborate, but this is what I heard. Sam is I like, say. "Hey, you know, I don't want the, sh- the the horse to hurt me." And then Andrew casually leans in. He's like, "Tell my uncle died." <laughs> like, not the time, place, and or context. <laughs> I'm like, what? How, how do I build on that, Andrew? Oh, you like, don't know. Yeah. I just thought that. Is it true? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my. Uh, oh, wow. Well, it's not. My great uncle uh, was kicked in the chest by a horse. There you go. Yeah. Damn. No, I mean, I see. I have fear of that. Yeah. When it started, Usher's yeah. power, yeah, oh, he, well, it's powerful was, as fuck. He was, he was a kid, yeah. Was, I mean, it was my grandpa's brother, so this was years and years ago. <laughs> Sorry to bring everyone down. No, it's, it's all good. It I, I did not think that would be the Snapple was, fact. Yeah. yeah. Was, uh, did you also know Snapple facts aren't real? Mm, I didn't. I didn't I, know that. I, I may have read that on Twitter. You would which know means, that, I, which means it's most likely a lie. But oh, I think, for sure. I think someone said that uh, Snapple facts <laughs> are indeed not real, and they just put it on there for people to. To say random shit. You're like, ooh. That's actually yeah. that's way funnier. Yeah, right? Isn't that that, that is. That's like part of the brand. Yeah. Like, oh, I love I, that. I didn't know there were eight oceans. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oceans. All right. Before we get off the rails here, <laughs> Sam, I'm throwing it back to you. Okay. You're on this podcast. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thanks Sports for having Ethos us. podcast, though. Mm. How'd you land that? Because I went back in the discography or whatever you want to call it and. September, I think, of last year is when they, like, introduced you. But, like, how did you even get on there? I didn't know what Sports Ethos was. Sure. Have you ever met Jill in person? Like, yeah. how did all this go for you? Yeah. Um, in Sacramento, because I obviously went to school in Sac, and I met a lot of people. I networked, like we were talking about. It was something I, I made sure to use my time doing. Um, and there's a lot of great people in Sac. They're, they, they are, other than Cammie Brown, they are a very uh, <laughs> uh, open-minded, fun group of people. Um, that are, that are there. And so I, I had a buddy who did a podcast, uh, does a podcast still. And it was on a platform called be heard and really cool concept where a lot of the top media people in Sacramento came together and decided we want to create a platform for young kids that want to get in this field that are in school and give them a chance. So it could be sports. It could be politics. It could be entertainment, whatever you wanted. They took whatever idea you had, but they created a platform and put people on it. And I wanted to be a part of this platform. So I literally just Twitter DM'd uh, this guy, Damian Barling, who is, he was in ABC 10 Sacramento. He was a reporter for a long time. And then he branched off and started doing his own work. And I reached out to him just, he literally liked one of my tweets uh, about the Kings. And then I was like, I'm going to take this. I'm going to roll with this. And I DM'd him. I said, hey, Damian, my name's Sam. 
Uh, I know Sean, who does a podcast on your platform. Uh, he's a great friend of mine. He'll he'll say nice things if you talk to him about me. Uh, I want to do a podcast. Uh, this is what I've always wanted to do. Blah blah blah. I sold myself, and that's another great thing to tell people: never sell yourself short if you're pitching yourself to someone. Right? Like you can't. I really don't think you can overdo it. Whatever it is that you've done, say it. I did this. I did this. You, you're you're yeah. selling everything about you. Make it good. Don't lowball yourself. Right? Um, don't exaggerate. Don't lie like Andrew does. But. <laughs> Uh, just put it out there. You know, I, right, I, even if yeah. it's something obscure, be like, well, I also, you know, I ran a social media campaign for my dad's political, uh, when my dad ran for office, like, which I never thought was important. And then when I said it to our boss, she goes, that's really important. Why would you not say that's that important? As you ran a social media platform. That's huge. Right. So yeah, like don't leave anything out anyway. So I did that. He responded to me. We got into contact and then for many months, I didn't hear back from him. He, he you know, he was like, you're interested. That's great. I, I think we'll figure something out. So then I get the job here. And it's been like three months since I've talked to him. And I reach out. I'm like, hey, Damien, I just want to let you know I got a job. I'm heading back to writing. It's in media. I just want to keep in touch with you because I, I want this podcast to come about. Like, I want to do this. And then he countered, finally responded, and was like, uh, congratulations. That's awesome. I actually, the reason I haven't answered you is I, I don't want to give you your own podcast. I just want to give you mine. And I was like, mm. oh, okay. And which is not something I was expecting. Yeah, this right. podcast that he's already built up that he uh, had already networked and done everything with and gained, uh, you know, attention for. He's like, I don't want to do it because I have it my own. He, he's an ESPN radio host in Sacramento. So that takes up all his time, Monday through Friday, six hours a day, and then preparation, of course. Right. He's like, I can't do this thing on the side anymore. So he's like, I want to give it to you. I think, and he gave me a very good compliment, and he said, there are a lot of people, he goes, I wouldn't just give this podcast to anybody, but I think you'd be great for it. And I've never met Damien in person at, either. So... That's how it happened. He, he essentially bestowed it upon me uh, and then introduced me when, you know, we got through the summer. Basketball season was coming back. That was when the episode apparently you listened to where he introduced me as the, the heir apparent. Um, and now, yeah, I've just been running with it since. I did it three times a week before I moved on to this new shift uh, because I had the time and I was trying to put in the work and get chemistry with Jillian Adge, my co-host, who's a great lady, knows more about the Kings than I will, never, than I will ever know in my life. The woman is a fucking walking encyclopedia of everything. And she's like 10 years older than me. She's not like, you know, she's, she's young. She's in her mid-30s, I believe. Uh, and it's great. It's fun. It was called the Hoopball Podcast. That was the platform. They just changed it to Sports Ethos because okay. they're expanding their brand. They're not just basketball anymore. There are other sports as well that they cover. Uh, but it's cool. You know, uh, I do it for free. So that sometimes gets aggravating because, you know. You guys have a shit ton of sponsors. Yeah, the, the podcast makes money. It gets advertising. Right. I can see how much money it makes. I have access to it. Uh, not to the money, but like to how much money we're getting made. Yeah. And it's not a lot, but it's like, I'm doing the work. Give me some of it. It's funny how that works. Yeah. Right. But that's another lesson there is, you know. You got to eat shit to you gotta get eat, to where you want to be, yeah, man. That's a good way of putting yeah. it. Um, that's actually the best way of putting it. You gotta, I mean, that's what like, Gary Vee just says. He's like, dude, the amount of shit you got to like take and mm -hmm. like basically eat for years and years is like, well, it's, it's like that's it's hilarious because I know they like they gave me access to everything for, so I can submit it and do all that so they know if I just looked and explored as I have on the page that I can see not only how many views we get but also how much money we like they're showing me that this is a profitable podcast and people listen to it and then they're like keep going Sorry, you know Sam. yeah yeah no don't apologize it's it's great experience it's a lot of fun um the kings when they do something that's cool like make a big trade and we have something to talk about. It makes it enjoyable. I appreciate you listening. 
Um, yeah. In Sacramento. And I don't give a fuck about the Kings. No, but, I know you but don't. I, I support, like, just local people, especially in the podcast space, doing their thing. So, yeah, when I... When you told me you had one, I was like, yeah, I'll definitely listen to that. I don't listen to all of them. but No, like, please don't. Hall- <laughs> um, Halliburton trade, whenever it's just an interesting title. I'm like, yeah, sure. You yeah. Know? Oh, and that's fun, too. That was always great practice because I do, like, in that situation, I, you know, I write the descriptions. I post them on the Spotify. I post them on the website. I add the little music in the beginning, which is actually Andrew yeah, gets credit for that. Uh, I you was got, like, you got a lot of flack for that, not because the music, but because oh, you yeah, were like, right. this is way, this is from uh, what Curtis Blow, and Curtis like, Blow, it's basketball. The song fucking sucks from but 19- the chorus is cool. Yeah, no, and that was again Andrew's <laughs> idea when I was like, I need an intro song, and Andrew, smartest guy in the room. Yep. First thing he says, it's like he was waiting for this question. Like he'd been, he's like, I really hope today someone asks me about intro songs to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, for basketball, uh, for basketball, because I know exactly what I'm gonna say. Uh, and he goes, what? And he didn't know the name of it. Uh, he was like, what's the song with the ladies singing basketball? And I was like, oh, yeah. And then the song is literally called Basketball. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so I got flack on the first time I did it, and I played the song. I didn't want it to, like, startle people that had been listening because it was a different song than before. So I said, that's Basketball by Curtis Blow. It's our new intro song. Um, don't listen past, like, what I just played. Uh, it's really – he starts to rap, and it's it's really terrible rapping because um, he's mm. like, I shoot the ball and I take the dribbles. And it's like – he's also – I don't think he actually watches <laughs> basketball. Um, it doesn't sound no, like No, because yeah. like what he's saying, it's like, do you, do you ever – do you even know what the sport is? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I got a lot of people responding that apparently Curtis Blow, like, reinvigorated hip-hop and rap. He, he did something he did something. time. Yeah. yeah. We don't um, care, man. R- respectfully. Respectfully. But yeah. the last thing I'm going to say on that real quick um, – is you talk about shit about the Kings as you should. Everyone should. They're the biggest joke of any. Le- Lakers are a shit show too. Yeah, but not really. But yeah. you know, they're you know the banners. Not as bad as y'all. The trophies they speak for themselves. Right. Other than the Mariners, we, we got one two years ago. Just exactly so you know. yep. in the glorified AAU tournament. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> glorified. AAU. They they were in a bubble. Uh, uh. Came down in a bubble. There you go. I was waiting for that. Uh, there, was, there was 22 teams. No, I know. We beat them I all. I know. Anwar, Anwar a, a reporter at KRCR, also a Laker fan, has given me the whole argument. That's right. That's yeah. Right, he goes, yeah. everyone was in the bubble, and guess who came out of it? And yeah. I was like, that's fair. Yeah, the Clippers don't want to be there. Yeah. No, yeah. it's true. They're, they're too busy gagging, but go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going just, just gonna to say that now you're hurting their five fans that they have. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're, a, they're, a, they're a fan base that just deserves it. The people that follow the Kings are such great people, and I've met so much of them now. Like, they're just such a hungry fan base that you should never even talk shit about the Kings. Please, you, they deserve it. Never, ever, because Richard Jefferson and Kendrick Perkins just did this last night and threw shade at the Kings fan base. Don't fucking disrespect the Kings fan base. A great fan base. They're a Dude, loyal, the dedicated best. fan base, For and they're sure. great people, and I've met a lot of them now, and they're great. Yeah. So never That's doubt true. those guys, all That's right? True. They just want a winner like every fan of a team wants, and they haven't had it in 16 fucking years. Yeah. There's a kid that was born that now drives himself to school in the mornings to his high school who's never seen the Kings have a winning season. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. So Oh, man. It's very you sad. You put it like that. That's, um, that's bad. Man. Yeah. And there's only, yes. And I don't remember. I never remember them winning. I was like seven the last time they made the playoffs. I wasn't watching basketball then. So, yeah. Anyway, there are great kids the same base. age have seen the Lakers win three titles. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> And there's Charger fans since the day that they were in that have never seen anything. To wrap up the Kings thing and sports ethos, yes, my buddy Alec Wise, shout to him. I don't know if he's going to be listening, but he likes some of your tweets. He likes your shit. He knew who you were when I told him about you. Oh, nice. And, and I, I sent him the podcast. I don't know if he actually listens. Um, What's his name? Alec? Alec White. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah I know so. Alec. 
Um, yeah, Thanks, Alec. huge, yeah, huge Kings fan, and, and he loves the arena. I love the arena; it's a lovely arena. So yeah, we've taken these yeah. guys. I took yeah. them for their first game there. Really? Yeah, yes, sir, against the Raptors. How'd that Alex go? Steen. I was going to say, are, are you a Raptors fan, yeah. Alex? Okay, that's why I figured. That's why I figured. So 2019, <laughs> you were, oh, but you're a Kawhi fan. Oh, I hate Kawhi. Yeah. How long can you hate the man for getting us a championship? That was our missing piece. All I will say, though, shout out to Mar DeRozan. I, it is, it yeah, is really sure. good to see him eat. Yeah, he deserves it. This, I like. He was good for us, but while they were in the playoffs against LeBron, uh, we lost the name of our city for a while. It became LeBronto. So, Lebronto. That, that fucking sucked. Because yeah. DeMar was good, and you could tell he gave a fuck about the city and about Kyle Lowry and about the team, but he just couldn't get over that hump. So it's good to see him getting his now uh, for the Bulls. I don't know how you guys feel about the MVP conversation, being a Lakers fan, uh, but I, I think he's, our guys a, I think he's a front runner. Well, you know, they'll always he's throw LeBron front in the conversation and Giannis, but I think DeRozan has to be the front runner. I just he's, watched him destroy a kid. Yeah. It was a tweet. I think I saw, like, he has uh, a... Consecutive, is it 35-point games? 35 points shooting 50% or above. Yeah, and you're in the same conversation as Wilt? Like, you kidding me? That's insane. Put some respect on my guy's name. Yeah, you know? for also sure. respect on Billy Donovan. One of the most underrated NBA basketball coaches ever. And I feel like is he the Bulls head coach? Bulls. Okay. He was the Thunders coach. He ran yeah, that's right. Florida yeah. for many years and won right. championships there. Such a good fucking coach, and I don't think anyone ever talks about him. That's fair. Well, you're up 3-1 against the Warriors, and you choke. Uh, I don't think you deserve much credit. <laughs> That's a, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a fact, right? Yeah, it is. That it's is a fact, but you're talking about a super team, you know. You're uh, up 3-1. Yeah, I know. I know. Game six is in your building, and you like, Clay hit, what, 13 threes? Come on, man. That's yeah. insane. Durant, Durant Clay's got his real. ring. He's fine. Yeah, uh, with the Warriors. Um, it's funny how that works, too. Let's go back to football. Alex is like a football aficionado, something I did not expect. I, I, these guys were saying that, he like, said that. did he say that? So Sam's always talking shit about how, what was his first round pick? I forget. Oh, yes. Or maybe it's Andrew oh, that's always talking, talking shit. Football. Yeah, we'll just talk oh, some fantasy shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like football. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, both of them, both of them. Yeah, yeah. Where do you want to begin? The, the draft? Because you drafted what? Saquon, With Calvin no, Sa- Ridley. Saquon, number six overall. Uh, Cal- oh. Calvin Ridley was my second round pick. Darren Waller, the, Pussy of a human being was my <laughs> third round pick for well, not. You said Calvin Ridley and Saquon first, two mega pussies. Yeah. No offense to Calvin. I I'll say Calvin. Like, I don't know what's yeah, going on yeah, there, yeah, but yeah. If you have something going on, you should get talk back, to people back, about please. it. Um, but yeah. Anyway, this, uh, <laughs> this uh, podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. <laughs> <laughs> BetterHelp and Life Alert. If you fall, into yeah. Do you need therapy but don't want to go anywhere? <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. I didn't have a good draft. I think that's fair to say. It was my first one of the year. I didn't do any mocks before. I just went in, you know, blind. And I'm sitting there at six, and I'm like, wow. Because Saquon is, I think, ranked like four or something, and I'm thinking he's coming back from injury. People are passing him up. I obviously know something everyone else doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and that clearly was not the case. Right. Um, so I ended up trading Saquon midseason for Mike Williams of the Chargers. And uh, who's the other person? Oh, you got uh, Denver's running back. Oh, oh right. Javante. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my yeah. God. It was the Williams trade. The Williams trade really set me up for success. The I had Williams picked up trade, Leonard Fournette yeah. earlier in the season. He played out of his mind. Drafted Josh Allen. Dude. He played out of his mind. Um, you got Josh Allen? Yes, I drafted him fourth, fourth. Yeah, and I picked up uh, Cordero Patterson off the free agent wire early in the season. Oh, dude, you went like four for four then. My team, I was definitely GM of the year (laughs) after the draft, but uh, I'll let Andrew kind of... Tell his side of the story of oh, our yeah, fantasy yeah, football season. Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, yeah, I killed it all year. Um, I never had a doubt I wasn't going to win. You're it. talking to the the fantasy football champion. Uh, I like that. Ha ha, clits and dicks. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no. In all seriousness, Alex, Alex deserved, Alex deserved the title, but um, 
Uh, I had another uh, Miami miracle this year. Uh, we went into the last week of our semifinals, and I was down by 21 points. And all I had left was uh, Miami's defense against the, the Saints, Saints, right? Ian Book. Ian a rookie Book and start, four-string quarterback. And I was yep. like, I I absolutely need a, uh, a pick six if we're ever going to win this game. Third play from scrimmage. <laughs> That's insane. Big six. So I was falling it the entire time. I was up, at one point. I was it was twenty, uh, and I was gonna lose by point eight points. And I was like, this really fucking blows. And thank you, Ian Book. Uh, you uh, you're a you're an Irish uh, fighting Irish, so you're good there. But yeah, no, uh, wor- one of the worst starts ever. And he yeah, saved my season, and then uh, went on to uh, win the championship after the next two weeks. And uh, had a nice steak dinner. Took all my buddies out for a nice steak dinner with uh with all the winnings. It was pretty sick. That's dope. Literally best steak I've ever had. Um, yeah. Shout out Fifth Street Steakhouse in Chico. Yeah, no, uh, they're getting That's free advertisement right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No free clout. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no yeah. free clout. So what are the what are the fantasy team names? Because because dudes, we get creative, man. Uh, we. we, we, we that, that's oh, our shtick. That's I, our spiel. I, um, yeah. I honored one of the, the great Canadian uh, football league teams, the CFL. Uh, we were the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Yeah, okay. That's a, that's that's a, that's a real team. Yeah. Uh, they may have won the Grade Cup. Who knows? But, yeah, that, that's an actual team. Yeah, we and don't then, know. Uh, I already said mine, so we'll let Sam say his. <clears throat> I was Joe Buck yourself. <laughs> Joe Buck yourself? Mm, yeah. Do you like Joe Buck? I do, yeah. Because I, I do. I, I don't think he's half as bad as everyone. I, he's just like a meme. Like he's yeah. just fun to make fun of, so we do. Yeah, it, I but. think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, anyone who can get absolutely obliterated and still call plays for three hours—that's Troy Aikman. No, they're both. They're both. Drunk. They, I mean, they're both taking shots. Yeah, he yeah, said yeah. that they just take tequila shots. Yeah. Um, Joe Seriously? Buck has said that. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Well, that's why Troy. Every time you come back and it's halftime, and then it's just like it looks like he's just like he killed a fucking Fuck. a fifth. <laughs> and he's, his eyes he's are talking shot. shit. Joe, slow down, okay? <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. Yeah. Were you talking to me? Um. Joe's very versatile, and I respect people that do that because I've done play-by-play, um, and I know for a fact that you may think you know sports and how to do it, and then you try to do it, and you're like, never mind. Because right. I, I can do basketball, um, I think, strictly because basketball is high-paced. high pace, And so it's easy to keep up. Like, you have to keep going. Baseball, I've done one baseball game in my life, and I will never do one again Yeah, because it was miserable, especially when you're hours. by yourself. It's so slow and so, a lot of the times, boring. You just got to keep going. And Joe is great at it. Joe's great at baseball. And so I, I think Joe Buck's great. I just think people think it's fun to make fun of him. Yeah. Okay. I think, it's I, I think he's one of the better ones. Uh, his daughter's guy, really hot, too, just by the way. Who's that? I don't, his, Joe Buck's daughter. I don't remember her name. But, oh, okay. Um, I just I remember. You don't have a poster or nothing? No. I, she's, mm. she's, my, she's our age. She's like oh, 23. Oh, lovely. And she was, I just, I forgot how I came about knowing this, but I was just like, man. Mm. I wish I was going to school at USC or wherever the fuck she went to school. Uh, I would seek her out. Oh, was she part of the scandal? She could, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please leave it. Shit, man. All right, let's talk about this. <clears throat> because we talk about Joe Buck, Troy Aikman. What do you guys think about uh, Collinsworth? And it, it sounds like Al Michaels and Aikman might go to Amazon together this year because Amazon exclusively is doing all the Thursday night football games. And uh, they're both free agents in, in the commentating world. So it sounds like we might get Al Michaels and Aikman. But I don't want to see them break up, man. I can't stand Collinsworth. He's just... I don't know, man. He's just, yeah. Like, now here's a guy. Now here's a guy. I mean, come on, Sam. Rich Masaccio is just one of the better coaches. Now, I, I mean, I could have. If I, my eyes were closed, I would have thought that was Chris Collinsworth sitting here. Oh, next thank to you. <laughs> but dude, how did Pit Boss Rich get fired, man? For bitch ass Josh McDaniels. How do you feel about that hire? <laughs> oh. I mean, when he was on the Broncos, he didn't do anything. We're talking about Collinsworth. Yeah. <laughs> we, we pivoted. Really 
Yeah, that was the fastest turn I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> I uh, I like Basaccia quite a bit, and I think he should have won Coach of the Year. Um, truthfully, mm. I think to do what you did and to go through what that team went through and still make the playoffs, and then come very close to winning a playoff game against the eventual AFC champions. Obviously, refs need to learn that when you blow the whistle, the play's dead. I thought they knew that. Uh, I think that's like the thing they learned on the oh, first day of ref training. Um, yeah. Um, no, Jesus just Christ. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> he wasn't even out of bounds, so like technically it was the right thing to keep the play going, but you blow the whistle. Anyway, what the fuck were we talking about? Uh, Basachi is 61 years old. Um, not a very X's and O's guy. He's like a Pete Carroll, you know? When it works, it's great because players rally around him and he's a good people person and they love him. But you need to have like a really good staff around him, which was also kind of their undoing because their offensive coordinator was a fucking moron. Um, and other guys on that staff were just like pals of John Gruden uh, that shouldn't have probably been coaches. Right. And so Josh McDaniels, as a coach, is unbelievable. He's a smart guy. He's been a part of every Patriots Super Bowl win of this dynasty, except for one. Um, he... He's still 45 years old. He's very young. He put together an awesome staff, pumped about the staff. He took Patrick Graham from New York. He's like one of the up-and-coming coaches. So how do I feel about it? I think it was about trying to get more stability long-term and trying to turn the page of the Gruden era. Basaccia is like a Gruden pal. He had always been with Gruden wherever yeah, Gruden coached. I think Mark Davis was like, I'm trying to get turn the page on that completely. So Mayock's fired. Basaccia, not fired, but just, you know, moves on. Right. And you bring in a whole new group of people that are talented and young, and I'm excited about it. I, I, I wish Rich the best, and now he's, like, got clout as the best special teams coach in the league. Green Bay. And he got paid to be – like, got paid a lot. Like, I think he's the highest paid special uh, teams coach. They needed it because they lost because of that shit. Right. Yeah. And but also because Basaccia has such a pull now and such power in the league because everybody loves the guy. That, of course, it's like, you want me to coach your special teams? Cool. You're going to give me $6 million a year. I'm going to be making more than most coaches. That's a, I don't know if that's actually how much he's, he's like making. That'd be crazy. Green Bay by that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you shitting me? <laughs> Dude, Aaron Rodgers has insane amount of money for Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, Have you seen his house? Mm-mm. It looks like something you well, could we looked at it. Yeah, yeah, we, we looked we, it we up. We looked it up. It really? It looks like a three-bedroom like house in a cul-de-sac. No other <laughs> no other, no other Shailene Woodley left. She's yeah. like, I can't do it. Yeah. I oh, love, my God. I that tweet. Is like, he missed out on two rings this year. Yeah, Andrew said that joke in the newsroom. Loved it. I loved it the most. Yeah, I think that's that was great. a great. That one. is a great yeah. joke. Yeah. Um, McDaniel's though, because we have a Bronco fan here. My dad calls him. My dad is also a Broncos fan. My dad mm. calls him Josh McDouchebag. Um, gotcha. Because he was such a huge Jay Cutler fan. And then when McDaniel's came in and decided I'm going to trade Jay Cutler for Kyle Dorkton, as my dad would call him. Yeah. Um, he he just immediately fucking hated the guy. And I most people in Denver hate Josh McDaniel's. I like as to look at it as they should. Uh, a, right now, Josh McDaniels doesn't have control. Uh, they did not give him personnel control like they did in Denver, which was stupid to give a 30-year-old guy all the power in the organization. That's kind of, you're setting yourself up to fail. Uh, but he doesn't have it in, o- in Las Vegas. Oakland. They're, they're Oakland. They're always Oakland. Um, and then also, simple fact is, if you were to judge everybody on the things they did when 12 years ago. Yeah, that's true. Like, I told my brother, because my brother was giving me shit. He's a Bronco fan as well. He was like, Josh McDaniels is such a fucking moron. Like, good luck with that guy. And I was like, Nick, if I was going to judge McDaniels on what he did as a first-time head coach 12 years ago, like, then, like, if I'm going to judge you for what you did 12 years ago, I'd hate you. I'd hate you, Nick, if I judged you what you did 12 years ago. Right. Because you were a piece of shit 12 years ago. He was in college and doing dumb shit. 12 years ago, I was doing dumb shit. Like, 
Well, you were like eight. I was. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, yeah, when we were all 10 years no, old. No, I yeah. mean that. But and, it's true. And, and, I was no, doing I was, really. I was a little shit. I was a little shit. <laughs> yeah. You are allowed to grow up and mature as an individual. So yes. I think McDaniels has done that. I think he's been humbled quite a bit. So I'm excited. I'm excited that Gruden's also way out of here, you know? Yes. So yeah. we're in Florida. It was probably. about time. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That poor guy. That poor guy. Fuck that guy. Uh, he has yeah. a ring. He's fine. Yep. He's fine. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be good. So Alex, I want to throw it to you. So. Basaccia goes to Green Bay, but you guys get the Green Bay offensive coordinator as your yeah. head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. No idea who that is. <laughs> I don't Davis either. Guy. UC Davis guy, yeah? yeah. I mean, honestly, okay. just hoping for the best. What we need is a quarterback. We have a decent squad. We have decent draft picks. A very good squad. I think we got two oh, yeah. first-rounders from the Rams for Von Miller. I mean, that's number, what, 32? Oh, I guess, yeah, essentially. Um, but, yeah, it'll, it'll help us. We just need a quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater is not that guy. Drew Locke is that guy. He's just a bad quarterback. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like that video. Do you want Rodgers? Because you cast Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers, his public standing yeah. in the last 12 what months. What I want is Russell Wilson, collapsed. but that's not going to happen. Right, he's going to the Commanders. The, the Commanders. Of the commanders. <laughs> yeah, that's not a real team. Yeah, no, that's the new CFL. Yeah, I say CFL. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Arena Football League. Yeah. Classic fucking Commanders move, I guess, now, of having oh, their yeah. shit like, leaked before they dropped their. What did their name and all that stuff? But, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We have a good squad. Jerry Judy. You know, Cortland Sutton, um, decent running backs. It's going to be Javante's team next year. He'll be a top 10 fantasy pick potentially. Mm. Potentially. Like you. Mm. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then Saquon. <laughs> Where's my guy at? Yeah. <laughs> Are they running on the, their own one again? Why is he falling? Why is he falling? Is this new okay? That was stressful to watch, man. <laughs> Dude, he was playing well. He finally started playing well, and that motherfucker, like, steps on someone's ankle, turns it the wrong way, and is I out for four weeks. Quite sure why. <laughs> I haven't figured out why, but I think how, how is he still a quarterback in this league? Yeah, that's crazy. He's, yeah, that's fair. He's better than what's that guy, Tim Book? That motherfucker? Uh, Ian. Ian Book? Yeah, yeah. Ian Book. I'm going to be pissed at that guy for a while. <laughs> I should have been the one eating steak. <laughs> uh, you, uh, you still would have lost in the championship? No, that's fair. By a, by a lot. Yeah. Um, it's the thought that counts. But yeah, we'll see what happens. That division is competitive as hell. If the Raiders get Devontae, like, okay, it's kind of They're fun. not getting Devontae. That's but, not going to uh, happen. You don't think so? No. no. Going wherever Rodgers is. Yeah. Okay, so Denver. He's not going to the car team, bro. He's not doing that. It's gonna, it's Derek gonna Carr's not a bad money, quarterback. Yeah. No, he's not. I'm, it's not because that. I just don't think he wants to play for the Vegas Raiders. That's fair. I think that's exactly. He's literally said, I want to play with Derek Carr. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they played at Fresno State together. Yeah, so he's they really, played at Fresno State together? Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. Let me go ahead and put yeah. that connection. Yeah, let me go ahead, yeah. me go ahead and put Blake in his, in his spot, in his place right now on his own podcast. Free agency starts, what, March 10? It's February 18 today? I cannot wait for a month from now. Oh, I love I treat free agency like a holiday. Like, I. Like in, when I was in college or high school, I would like try and get out early. You know, like I'm not feeling well. I got to go home and put on NFL Network and tell, just let, let Rich Eisen tell me all about it. You know, what's yeah. going on, Rich? Ian? Yeah, Fuck Adam Schefter. Yes, very much. I was going to bring that up earlier. Yeah, Rich Eisen. Like, I remember, I I legit think that got me the job. Because I was telling Jeremy, I'm like, yeah, you know, guys like Rich Eisen. Jeremy has no blah, idea blah. who that is. Yeah. Oh, I, you don't think so? Is no. Jeremy no. a sports guy? No. Or was he? Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I feel like you might notice because he's alumni. Like he worked there. You could have you know been like, mean? you should have been like, I really want this job because my cat. It just he deserves a better life. Than my cat does. And then he's like, I also have a cat. And and then you're, yeah, you're, his cat his cat name was Patches. So your pet your cat its name is you know you make it up. Oh Hulahan. That was literally what I was thinking. Jesus. Um, and you'd never lose in dodgeball. Yeah. I have like three uh, tracksuits at home. Yeah. Like, all black. All black. And I never watched them. Mm. One of the, mm. like, all black. Quick. One of the best outfits. One of the fastest managers I've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? Really? Yeah. Zero to 100 real quick. Have you seen huh. his 40? 
No. Oh, 14. Barely knew the guy. <laughs> he actually left as soon as I got there. He's like, yeah, four, I'm out. Four, two later. Flat. Four, two yeah. flat. Yeah. Four, two flat. It's just a sneaky fucking <laughs> track star. <laughs> because we haven't enough already, let's argue. <clears throat> you guys, I don't know about you, Sam, but you guys like some, I'm not going to say weird music because I respect musicians. Oh, I'm the one that starts this. Yeah. But you, you guys like some, some out there kind of stuff. Uh, there's like this uh, album called Texas Moon that came oh, yeah, out. Yeah, you guys yeah, were telling yeah. me about it. Uh, some band I never heard of. Again, respectfully, I, I just never heard of them. Uh, I just have to say shout out to Alex for showing me this band, but yeah. take it away. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, but you're from Toronto, okay? Yes. Andrew hates Drake, it sounds like. Really? Always gives me a... Uh, really? I feel say, like we should know this. Would you say hate? Uh, I wouldn't say hate. I would say he's uh, over-liked, and uh, oh. there are much better over-hyped. rappers over him. Interesting. Cole, okay. J. Cole and Kendrick for life. Right. Okay. That's fair. Fair enough, um, fair enough. Yeah, but to touch on Texas Moon a little bit, um, Leon Bridges is a very cool, uh, like kind of soul artist of sorts. Um, and the, he had done an EP with a band, one of my favorite bands and they're called Krungbin. I can't even try to begin to spell it, but it is a Vietnamese word for, I believe the word boat. And they are a trio from Houston and they, they do like a Thai funk kind of like so, uh, psychedelic music and it's very chill. And Leon sings over, it was, I think Texas sun was the first EP and now they released the latter half of it as Texas moon. And there's some beautiful music on there. It's very vibey. Um, but both of those artists, I think you can branch off to and just find very good, like, ambient music, very good, um, just progressive music that's funky and soothing, and it's very cool. But to touch on the Drake point, um, I obviously am biased. <laughs> I do love Drake. I am, too. I think his stuff is very good, and it always has been very good. Yep. Um, the and weekend. he's still very good, Andrew. <laughs> Did you hear Certified Lover <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't his strongest effort, but there's still good music on I that album. I agree with that take, by the way, because I, I don't think it was. Sorry to cut you off. I, no, I, I don't think it was. It was, it was his worst project to date, in my opinion. Oh, okay. And then, there's a couple bangers. Yeah. There's a couple bangers, like not, Knife Talk and all that. But Yeah, Knife Talk. I know you love Knife You almost cursed me the other day. I was like, God, I wish, I was on, I wish Anwar was here so I could finish the song properly. Oh, my <laughs> I God. I couldn't do it. But um, I don't honestly like J. Cole that much. I think he's lyrically very sound, but I don't think he brings much to the table other than that. Just saying I'm what you. I'm saying. Kendrick, though, yeah. goat. Kendrick, oh my god! Yeah, oh my god! So good. Let's get this shit. Oh my god, dude, Kendrick's <laughs> Wait, fucking goaded. But oh, Ken- yeah. Kendrick also yeah. to maintain being at the top, you have to like actually fucking like do yeah, you what your job is. Yeah. Like that would probably help. Yeah. Like, and I know he's just kind of chilling, but like, dude, he, he did the song with, with Baby Keem last year. I know that's his cousin, but like, but outside of that, I've got nothing. I'm like, uh, for since the oh, Black I'm Panther sorry, soundtrack, sorry, uh, yeah. Daniel Day Lewis is like one of the greatest actors of all time, and he takes like five year breaks on movies. So you can uh, shut up. I, I mean, we're talking music. Uh, uh, this is it's the same. It's, it's, art. Art. it's art. It's art. It's art. It's literally Kendrick, art. Kendrick did tell us uh, new flows on the way. Be patient, brother. Yes. So. Yeah. Be patient, <laughs> brother. Kendrick, this may be Kendrick's last album, and he will right. m- um, ultimately blow all of our minds. Hopefully. I mean, that's just what. Oh, it's going to be absolutely that's just what astonishing. Kendrick does. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, and uh, I I'll be honest. I. Uh, I am new to Kendrick, not not new new, but uh, my my one my best friend from back in Chico, Aiden. Uh, he put me on him, and uh, honestly, he uh, he gave me this documentary to watch uh, all about Tapimba Butterfly and just the whole essence of it. And it, it was like an hour and a half documentary on how each song goes into the next, the meanings behind each of them, and honestly, everyone should check it out because it just shows That's how dope. how genius Kendrick is and how everything plays into everything, like his. Like it's it's basically like him finding religion, but also so much more too. 
Yeah, so uh, I yeah I fucking love Kendrick. <laughs> I think Good Kid, Mad City is like the best hip hop album of last decade. But you can make you a can, case for To Pimp a Butterfly. Uh, I will, so I will layered. always make a case to that To Pimp a Butterfly is better. But um, I I agree with your opinion that uh, Good Kid, Mad City is fucking fire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's like legit a movie. It's like an hour fifteen minute like just movie. Yeah, in your and I mean it's, it's crazy. It's literally all about him and his friends stealing his mom's minivan and literally backseat freestyling and uh, Art of getting fear it and literally getting into a gunfight and yeah, just uh, it's awesome. I mean, just the the voicemails from his mom just add a different element. It's like, and then and, he, he just might fuck your main bitch. That's just how yeah, it feels. Yeah, that's how it know? is. And uh, I think we all can agree <laughs> that the Grammys are the worst because oh um, how does that lose Macklemore. to Macklemore? Yeah, that's, that's like, just disrespectful. That, that, that's that's the worst opinion I've ever heard. And I'm yeah. sorry to the Macklemore fans that are on Blake's podcast. What? what? The Macklemore fans. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know fuck what your fans Andrew. listen to. I'm sorry. You should have gone there. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm saying Growing up in Seattle, just watching that rise of Macklemore was right. very annoying. Just seeing this corny yeah. white guy sing about peeing on keyboards and, like, the ceiling can't hold okay. us. Like, the ceiling. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was trying to say that. I yeah, he didn't know the song. Like, that's, that's I know song. the moped song. Yeah. Every time it comes I try to forget the moped song because, like Andrew said, after that, like, experience, like, how do they have any credibility? How can right, you? Right, they don't. They didn't even nominate Weekend for After Hours, any you know, the album of the year. Yeah. There were a couple oh, albums, yeah, I think. Me? Right. Yeah. It's just, like, disrespectful and just ultimately just gross. You know, at it's the true. end of the day. No one cares about the Grammys, yeah. Oscars, yeah. No. Emmys, whatever uh, you want to. I, I no care one, a little bit about No one gives a shit. Do we? Uh, I mean, it took well, Leo a, 25 a, years to get a, a fucking. As a film major, I do yeah. care about the Oscars. Okay, fair. I understand that the any any award show is definitely going to be flawed, and the Oscars isn't any different. I mean, uh, Christopher Nolan has never won an Oscar. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah. Shameful. Shame, yeah. Absolutely shameful. I mean, he was... He, I yeah. didn't even know that. His first That's few, crazy. His first few films, he wasn't even uh, uh, given a chance. It was just... It's fucking crazy uh, how, like, sci-fi is also, like, thrown away. Like, Dune. Right. Uh, I'm big movie guy. Uh, Dune is one of the best films of the year, and I don't even know if it got a nom for movie of the year. And... Uh, Denis Villeneuve is honestly one of the best it characters. Had to have some sort of visuals. <clears throat> it did. I think it got a visual nomination, but I mean that the world building itself is just kind of insane. Um, so yeah, no, it's just the fact that any award show is going to be flawed, and Big. someone, yeah, someone's going to be mad. Like it got a lot of. No- it got nominated for best picture. It did. Okay. Thank yeah, God. it got thought, ten different nominations. I thought I missed that. Okay. Yeah. I, I take back everything. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it, it deserves. I love the Academy. <laughs> uh, I've never said anything against the Academy. Uh, hopefully, I will win an Oscar one day. <laughs> please hire me. Please hire me. <laughs> Andrew, please Andreas hire me. Jimenez? Oh yeah, I will. I will you change my name. My uh, my stage name will be uh, Andreas Jimenez. Sorry. You had a little <laughs> bit of ethnicity, you know, like Mike McDaniel. Like, yeah, that's how you get hired. I right? identify as biracial. Yeah, just say it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was an interesting hire by the Dolphins. I was like, "Wait, he's biracial." His dad is. His dad is black. He looks like he's from Palo Alto. Like, for sure. Yeah. Did you see yeah. the? Uh, he just like yesterday or two days ago inter- uh, finished an interview with uh, Fuck Mary Kill. Yeah, and, like, Sean McVay, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, yeah. and Matt Lafleur. Yeah, and what? everyone's like, "Only Mike, only he would do this." Are you kidding me? Well, the guy <laughs> asked the question. Yeah. And, like, and so, like, what were his answers? Because uh, that's a I tough three. Say, I think he said he would uh, kiss uh, Lafleur. Okay. Uh, Good uh, eyebrows. No, it's fuck Mary Pause. Kill. It's fuck Mary. Kiss. Oh, sorry, my bad. Uh, this isn't second grade. <laughs> my bad. Kiss. Okay, he would. He would fuck. <laughs> more, uh, I don't know. I forgot. He said. He said. He said, he said marry Kyle Shanahan because Kyle, Kyle Shanahan's, Shanahan's he, yeah. been with him the longest. His guy. So he's like, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. I need to marry him. He would right. fuck Lafleur, and then since mm. uh, uh, 
McVay was the last one he lost to, he would have to kill him. He'd have to kill Sean. Well, okay. Logical. Yeah, that's yeah. just logic. Yeah. He'd fuck It's actually kind of an easy question. Yeah, that's a crazy it. ass. Oh, my God. All right. It is. It is. We're 90 minutes in. It doesn't feel like 90 minutes. We're going to wind down here a little bit, though. Got about 20 minutes Good. left. To anyone that's listening to this far, kudos to you. Dude, yeah, I, someone honestly. will. Someone will for yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my mom's listened to this whole thing Oop. already. Yeah. I mean, wow. My mom's got it cranked up. She's cooking to it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this, man. We touched on you guys and how you guys met, you guys being friends in the beginning. But what are some of your favorite memories together? What are some of your favorite hangout spots just here mm. in town? Where do you guys like going and whatnot? <laughs> Sam, I'll be honest, dude. I think I may have like saw you briefly last night. Where were you? Seventeen twenty-four. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was there. I was like, I wonder if that's Sam. I was talking to someone else, and I was like, crowded was bar, Sam? crowded as fuck. Not as crowded as Shameless was. Holy shit. Yeah. So it was this guy's birthday, so we oh, come from Shameless to seventeen, so I can like nice. breathe like a human. Let me do a quick aside because I was trying to get into Shameless because it was country night. Yeah. And I will not say her name, um, but we were. I was with a girl, and she was. We were getting in, um, and she can't find her ID. And oh, no. I'm like, oh shit! Like, where'd you put it? And like, I don't. And then I thought about it. I'm like, we never took our IDs out like prior to that. Like, we had not done it. So she's telling me to go ahead, like, because I was we were with other people, and I'm like, I'm not just gonna leave you, you know? Like, you gotta figure out what's wrong with your ID. So we end up going back to her house, looking for it. it's not there. Look at go back to my house because her car was there, not in the car, not in my house, anywhere. Forget about it. This morning, wake up and I uh, I had just forgotten honestly that she had for, lost her ID. Uh, and I'm, she stay the night and I'm going out and I come back in the room and she's holding the ID in her hand and like smiling, but also like pissed. And I'm like, right. where the fuck was that? She goes, it was in, it was in my wallet. And I was like, <laughs> of course. And she was like, don't be mad. And I'm like, I'm just going to walk out of the room for 10 seconds, you know? And then I walked out, screamed. No. <laughs> sometimes you got to just let it out, man. She for was, sure. I mean, understandably, I was pretty drunk and she was definitely drunk. So she just wasn't looking Correctly, you know, yeah. and it's a wallet. Women's wallets are fucking. There's zippers everywhere. Oh my god! Yeah, there's like a hidden like door. A door. Um, yeah. None of it makes any sense. <laughs> so it was there. It was in there. But I was like, I'm glad yeah, you yeah. have it. Yeah. I'm pissed because I was down for country night at Chamo. Uh, but spots that we like to go to, I'll answer this on behalf of Alex for sure because Alex obviously goes anywhere that I've told him to go. Uh, we're going to the park today, I think, because it's back open. That oh, was that's right. That's that was right, one of the first right. spots that uh, actually I think it might have been the first spot I ever took you. Uh, in June, because it's beautiful weather, and we we kicked it. And I love the park because I love if we can just be outside and enjoy the enjoy the weather and the vibes. And uh, a underage girl serving you beer, like uh, Todd Franklin, <laughs> his daughter's like fifteen, um, handing out beers. Like, this, oh, I, is that what you're into, Alex? Nope. Okay. <laughs> All right. God, no, no, no. <laughs> it's not a comment about into. No. Just ta- I was joking about how it's highly illegal. To- no, it's not, right. It's, if it's your family business, you can serve. I was gonna say, oh. like, yeah, it's the same as like. Yeah, I want to clarify that. Not, that was not a joke about yeah, Alex being interested in every girl. Oh, I know it wasn't. I, I was just okay, being. I was, yeah, like, I was joking. I, I, was being I thought that was yeah. highly weird that she was handing out alcohol, but I guess that's illegal. Or that's legal. Oh, all right. I actually didn't know that. I didn't know that that's either. I was always like, this, need this guy I could right totally. Sh- I was like, I could totally shut this place down if I wanted to because this is not supposed to be happening. Yeah, you know, Judge, this is his district. Um, and then oh, Squire man. Room is uh, making a huge comeback, you know. So I, lo- I love the Squire it's Room. A vibe, dude. It's a vibe. The music's great. Alex, we took him in. I took him in there for the first time. It was actually my first time. I'd never been there. But I was confident it was going to be cool because people have been telling me. He's looking at it. We're walking up to it. He goes, there's no windows to this building. Like, right. sure about right. this? You can walk right past it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't, they don't, steak. Yeah, they yeah, don't serve like, food there. Right? No, um, they all. haven't in like 20 years. <laughs> and uh, the sign just keeps spinning. Yeah. The sign won't die. And so I was like, you know, I was getting 
skeptical as we're walking up. Like, he's making good points. Like, I don't know what this place is going to be like. Immediately we walk, it's like 70s disco music playing. Yep. The, the fucking bartender's, like, having a good time, like, making drinks. And Alex immediately, I could tell, just, like, starts, you know, into dancing. It. He's, like, getting into it. I'm like, all right, cool. We're, we're good. We're yeah, good. it's like, this is Marvin Gaye, right? Yeah. Like, no, it yeah. is. Yeah. No, it probably was, actually. Yeah. Um, Great music. So now we've gone, like, I've gone, like, every weekend. So I love that. Square Room. And then, uh o if you can avoid it, just do it, you know? Don't go there. Throwback Thursdays are the only logical explanation to go to Shamo. Avoid Shamo. Avoid Shamo. What are you okay. trying to you trying to get stabbed? Uh, no, I'm with you. I like, I like Squire Room stabbed, 17. I don't go nowhere else. Those trying are my to go stabbed, go to the hen house. And then right, when you right. get stabbed and you want to keep partying for the night, then go to Shameless. <laughs> and then you'll get punched. <laughs> Dude, and then the tropics, tropics is fucking crazy. Yeah, if you want to. Oh, my yeah, God. While you have your dog. Um, yeah. and you're 80 or however old that guy was. Uh, fuck those people. But nothing <laughs> but trouble down there, man. Andrew's Cold got a lot. Bar. Andrew's got all the good spots in Chico. I oh, feel like yeah, Andrew yeah, would yeah. know all the good. Yeah, tell us some good spots in Chico. Oh, I mean, literally any bar. But um, no, we got Best Bar Riley's, of course. Uh, yeah, that's just your standard uh, barstool, barstool uh, winner of last year's contest, and hopefully we'll be back to back champs this year. Hmm. Um, yeah, but thanks. I'm really happy these guys. I you say I travel, but they always travel and they stay with me, and it's great. Um, I mean, you got Madison Bear Guard, and uh, that's just. A classic bar with a great atmosphere, and then um, you just got like the party spots. Uh, they just reopened. Um, was it Crazy Horse? Uh, nice country bar with a with a bull. I mean, I have no recollection of going myself. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, we were there for like we, an hour. We were there for about an hour and a half. And Sam, Sam's like, why didn't we go to that country bar last night? I was like, Sam, we were there. It's like <laughs> you were there for a, yeah, for a while. A you were you were dancing. Yeah, <laughs> no, nope. you're a dancer. Well, when you get a couple oh, of drinks, I in. mean, everyone's a dancer when they get a couple of drinks in. Are you? Uh, okay? Yeah, but I, I'm I'm one of the, most, the, I'm one of the most quiet people you've ever met. And uh, yeah, oh, this Alex. guy, Alex okay. with the uh, the shirt pop. Mm. With yeah. the shirt, he yeah, would pop like, the fucking one, shirt. I will say one this of, is one, one of my of this is one of my <laughs> favorite Three. memories of Alex. They, they came down to visit me uh, in Chico, and uh, we went to this bar called Parkside, and they have a uh, live music or not live music, but they have a DJ uh, like Friday and Saturday nights, and uh, the, we're in a packed bar, um, and none other than uh, Don't Stop Believing comes on, mm. and. Everyone loses their fucking minds. Yeah. Everyone's screaming, singing right. along. The ultimate all, white song. And right. all you right. see is Alex, <laughs> Alex Dolesky walking around with his hand in the air going, anyone know what song this is? <laughs> anyone know what song this is? For a, a good 30 seconds, and I just lost my mind. It was one of the That's funniest great. things I've ever seen. A quick, a quick aside to that, too. That was a fun night. Um, I was not feeling very well. <laughs> and I was mixing some, you know, alcohols. You just you don't, you don't mix them. Mm. And uh, there's, we're outside, you know, and there's, like, planters and stuff around, along, like, the dance floor. Very subtly. I think, like, total James Bond stealth mode. Uh, I just projectile vomited. <laughs> Into one of those planters, and then immediately turned back around, and started dancing, just played it off like nobody saw it. Oh, dude, you got to That's like no, that could never happen. And obviously, like these guys saw it. No one else actually did see it that I know of. No it one was, was like, "Ew," you know. Like, That's all that matters. And I, I felt a lot better. You know, I had a lot more juice to dance. Um, fun, fun night for sure. Yeah, I think definitely was, a fun I, night. I think that was the first time you guys visited Chico. I think it was. Yeah, yeah was I think it was. Time. And actually, the, you asked in this question what like our memories, our favorite memories, mm-hmm. were with one sure, another. Sure, yeah, 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 and just favorite. That's times tough, man, because I at this point made a lot of good memories with these guys, especially Alex. Um, in the summer, as I was slowly introducing Alex to Reading and everything that Reading has to offer, which is like four things. Um, <laughs> right, meth. If you were into that, yeah, plenty, oh for sure, plenty, plenty of, of that. Never um, we could probably find some here in this library. <laughs> <laughs> I, walk right, right outside. outside. Yeah, right Dude, outside. I, I should have told you guys. Outside is crazy, but then as soon as you walk in, it's it's it's, it's a little a different. Nice but it tightens yeah. up. Yeah, tightens up. It does. They do a good job of that. Um, it's gonna come to me later because I know there's some good ones with Alex of just shit that he's done that's funny. 
but I, I can't think of anything right now. I'm drawing a blank on this, being put yeah. on the spot. Uh, Andrew, I watched Andrew take a wheelchair uh, and just like fucking hurdle it off his front porch. Oh yeah, that's, uh, that's which I guess weekend. is something they do <laughs> what? normally. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I uh, in my house there are two wheelchairs because um, they're awesome party tricks. We can do wheelies in them. Me and all my roommates, and we'll just wheelie around the house for about an hour, and then. Uh, yeah, we uh, we have a nice a nice big porch that we can. It's easily... Chico. They all yeah, have porches. We all have right. porches because you got a porch it and, and wheelchairs, uh, of course, and wheelchairs, yeah. of course. And uh, yeah, we we send it off the porch down the steps. It's a great time. Uh, I've also ridden a flaming wheelchair. That's a great video. I'll have to show you one day. Okay. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it, it's scary, but it's a good time. Chico's a great place. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, as for like work memories, I, honestly, they all well, they all tend to blend together. I mean. In between uh, being on the show, we also we have commercials, so we're always just shooting the shits and saying funny things. Um, if Alex isn't losing his fucking mind, yeah, if Alex about isn't losing yeah. his mind trying to punch a screen, or, <laughs> going or, to the or other Sam's room. not saying, "Andrew, shut the fuck up," <laughs> which would just come whenever I felt, whenever it felt right. Yeah, um, but no, honestly, yeah, it, it was a great, it was a great time. Um, these two are definitely the reasons I get got up at two in the morning every day for Monday through Friday. So thank you to them for that. Uh, let's uh, see if Alex. We gotta close it. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. Uh, I won't. I won't be long. But uh, I will say for local <laughs> spots, uh, we forgot. <laughs> we forgot to mention uh, the post office is a great oh, spot yeah. to oh, watch yeah, football, yeah. to watch U.S. men's soccer. What the hell is the post office? It's you know, uh, here in town. It's literally yeah. Literally Do you know right across, the post office across the street the from like Shameless and stuff? Yeah. Oh, okay. And now it's a bar. Really cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. What's it across from that? And by Shameless, you keep going Cedar Crest Brewing. Yeah. It's pretty solid too. Good. Uh, it's got final cool. draft. Fusion's nice. Yeah. Fusion's cool. I like Fusion. Yeah. So their bars are literally like yeah. within a block. Yeah. There. Yeah. There it's are nice. some good cool spots. So you can spots. walk drunk to all of them. Oh yeah. 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 But that's great. Right. Best memory with the fellas. Uh, like to this day. There are a lot of good ones, obviously, but I would say probably the Wheat Thin concert was one of my favorites. Um, just a DJ I've never really heard of. We're just in Chico, you know, having a good time, and I just see people walking around with, like, Wheat Thin boxes taped to their forehead. I'm like, all right, people are down. Like, this could go anywhere. And it was just a really good show. Sam, of course, does what he does, meets a girl, ventures off. But Andrew and I are just, you know, <laughs> running through the bullshit, just filling up water bottles, freaking having a good time. But, yeah, it was just a lot of good memories with the fellas. You I know? actually have a good memory now. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, go ahead. This is great. This is yeah, you're this good. Universally Go ahead. So I took these guys down to Sacramento to see a Kings game with my brother, uh, who's a great dude. And I, w- I always like to introduce Gabe, if I can, to, to some of my buddies because he's always such a fun guy to be around. So we all went to the game. Uh, shout out Alex's dad for hooking us up for seats. Um, Kings Raptors. And uh, the night was great. You know, I took him to some of my favorite spots in Sac. We played a lot of Natasha Bedingfield. I got great videos of Alex dancing and dive bars. We're playing shuffleboard. It was a great time. It was a great time. Um, but the next morning is what's really funny. Oh, yeah. Two memories, actually. Um, it's always the morning after. It's always the morning after. Yeah. So me and Andrew were in the, my brother's living room, and Alex on the couch, and then my brother blew up a mattress. And I don't know how it was designated as this. Probably me. Me and Andrew will just share the bed if, it, if it, the three of us are crashing somewhere. Every time. Andrew and I got the bed. Alex has whatever's left. Um, dog bed, if need be. Alex will take that. Yeah. He'll curl up. He's perfect size for it. And so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but we're, 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 it's like seven in the morning. There's no reason we should be awake. And then Andrew, this dumb fucking guy, shut the fuck up, Andrew, is what we should start calling him. Um, I call him that. Uh, he just, he's looking at his phone and I'm kind of out of it. And he goes, Hey, Alex, so they're not going to release, uh, the, the fucking ingredients to Pfizer's vaccine for like 55 years or something like that. And I'm thinking I missed something here. I'm like, there's something that they, they had a conversation <laughs> and I don't know what's happening. And I look at Alex and Alex is like. This eyes like just dead on Al- Andrew right, and like, right. 
the fuck am I supposed to do with that, Andrew? Yeah. His response was so perfect. He's like, what the fuck do you want me to do with that? And Andrew starts laughing, and I'm like, oh, I, did, there, I didn't miss anything. Like, that was just, that was the whole conversation. Yeah. Andrew felt like telling Alex an, an irrelevant piece of information at 7 in the morning. Hungover as shit. Crazy. Right. And Andrew, you wake up, er, and you're like, yeah. It's hard with it. They both have A names. Sometimes I get them swift. <laughs> Uh, Alex's response was just so spot on, like ten, like a five second pause, looking at him. I'm looking at him. What the fuck, do you want me to do with that? Um, which is a great question. You never answered. You know what? No, did, I, what did you want him to do with that? I just wanted him to know. You just wanted him to share. Hey man. And then uh, the other funny part was my brother made a stupid bet with Alex that the Kings, who were down by like thirty, were going to come back and win this game against the Raptors. Gabe was just trying to spice things up. Yeah. Right. So they made the bet. Obviously, Gabe lost the bet. So the next morning, my brother, he was wearing, like, a walking boot because he hurt his foot. And he can't find it because we were all fucked up when we got back. Like, he didn't remember where he put it. So he's getting mad. He's like, God damn it, I don't know where I put this thing. We're all just, like, you know, awkwardly waiting in the living room for him to get ready. Uh, it was then, in his wallet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the secret door. Yeah. Um, it was a little, it was even, I mean, it was next to his bed. He was just an idiot, you know. Jesus. It was under some clothes. He just didn't see it. Right. So anyway, he puts it back out, and now he's like, God. He's like, you know, getting over it. And Alex just, you know, lining it up. It goes over to Gabe. He's known Gabe for like 12 hours. Um, he's like, this might not be the best time, but you still owe me $20. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, and that was you hilarious to me. me. Yeah, Gabe was like, I'll buy you breakfast. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, but yeah. Sure. Alex is very quick-witted, as, as you've learned, and Andrew's always smart to point things out. So it's a good little – and then I just say whatever comes to my mind. So there's a good balance. I've noticed. Yeah. It's good for a podcast. It, yeah, no. I'm the same way. I just say whatever. Like, yeah. I don't deal with the consequences later. Speak you know? from the heart. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's a good balance between the boys. Absolutely. And, uh, thanks for having us, dude. Yeah. Really. Of course. Really appreciate it. One more thing. One more thing. Because we got like five minutes. I just want to know. I'm not going to say you guys had a shitty 2021, but sounds like things are better. All three of you guys had something happen in January. What do you guys kind of expect from the rest of the year do you just like fly by the seat of your fucking pants i mean like like what do you guys you being production supervisor you being a reporter you helping out with shit behind the scenes i mean you you, you need an andrew every, for every sam you need an andrew that's yeah. a fucking fact um but what do you guys expect just for the rest of the year and shit man that's a good question i don't think you can expect too much as life is super unpredictable like we could be in Kiev in three weeks for all we know, you know. Um, Damn. But uh, I think I, it's important to have goals. Yeah, what the yeah. fuck, man? Why you keep mentioning that? Hey, all I'm saying is <laughs> when you're there standing hand over the heart at the ceremony and you're like, and they're like, do you, uh, are you going to take up arms if we're in that situation? And I'm thinking back in my head, we're not that far from that situation. And they got me on tape saying I'm going to do it. Anyway, side story. <laughs> but I will say this. It, don't look too far ahead if you can, but have goals. And goals are important. And when you uh, reach those goals, set more goals. That rush of the adventure of completing them, I think, is more fun than the outcome after. So for me personally, I've achieved what I wanted to, uh, becoming production supervisor. And now I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants. But I'm going to figure out what is next. Do I want to keep doing this for a year, for two years? Where can I go from here? So I'm just going to try to chill if I can for the rest of the year and uh, just figure out my life and my next steps if I can. That's, that's yeah. what I got. Awesome. Uh, <clears throat> I always fly by the seat of my pants. I make uh, very last-minute decisions every time. Uh, so, a uh, funny story. Uh, do this real quick. Uh, I was graduating Chico, and I was about uh, a week and a half away from graduating, and I, was, I turned to my, my buddy, and I was like, you know, I think I just got to do it. I got to move to L.A. And then I just randomly, that same day, just sent in a, an application to a, a news station that had had a job opening for over 30 days. It was like month, two months, it said. I was like, Oh, fuck it. I'll send it in. Literally, next day, got a call. Two days later, got a job. And I was like, I guess I'm not moving to L.A. So, um, no, I, I never know what I'm going to do next. Um, 
that's the fun of it, honestly. But also, uh, my lease is up in July, so we'll see what happens before then. But yeah, I'm 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 game for anything. Uh, most likely, I want to be in film and uh, not uh, live TV, but uh, actually recorded and written TV. Uh, and that the places to do that are LA and New York, and uh, we'll see if we make it there. Hell yeah, man! Yeah. I think we're all kind of in unison because I I always say that if you try to make a plan, it's not going to go. Uh, Plans never go according to plan because you can't plan life, you know? You got to just roll with it. Things are going to come at you that you don't expect. I'm a firm believer. I don't believe, like, in God or religion, really, but I believe in, like, super— I don't don't know what the word would be. I know you're trying to say it because I'm the same way. Spaghetti, I I believe in— I believe things are going to happen how they're supposed to. Right, and I don't know how you would phrase that. Like, it's just like the universe does it on its own. So I believe that everything happens for a reason and everything happens as it should. You just, you know— you got you to gotta roll with it. You got you to accept it as it is and keep pushing. I looked at moving to daybreak and working this miserable 4 a.m. shift. Instead of as something that was miserable, it was a blessing. And it happened because if it didn't happen, I wouldn't have met Alex. I wouldn't have met Andrew. I wouldn't have learned the things about production and TV that I know now. So everything happens as it should. Sometimes it just takes you a minute to realize it. So for me, my plans in 2022 is just keep getting better, man. You know, keep getting better at reporting, learning more, networking more, growing but, yeah, fly by the seat of your pants is such a way to go to life at this age, at least, because everything's so unpredictable. So don't don't necessarily you want to set goals and expectations, but don't set them in stone. Adapt. Right. Learn as you go. Have fun, dude. It really is. Like, I try to have fun with my work, even though sometimes it's serious. You know, if, you're, if everything's so serious all the time, you're going to be stressed all the time, and you're going to be miserable. Enjoy it, right? Live in the moment. So. Absolutely. Fly by the seat of your pants, boys. Let's fucking do it. For sure. <laughs> well, time is money, and I appreciate you guys' time. So thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I mean, on the point of the daybreak thing, like, if I never made it to daybreak, if if some random guy named Alex didn't text me in December when I'm sick as hell, being like, yo, you want to join daybreak, blah, 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 I would have never even fucking, yeah. you know what I mean? Small comment, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It's funny how that worked out. Cause it was. On my end, it was completely random. But for you, my end <laughs> but for you, it worked out because it still kept you a job at Sprouts. It allowed you to work here, start a real, like, establish connections and continue to grow that network. So to build yeah. kind of on Sam's point, like, things do happen for a reason. And I kind of noticed that that one day that just things were clicking. So I'm like, okay, this could be a good opportunity. And I think it is. And I welcome you to our squad. And I'm just yeah. happy to help you get to wherever you want to be. And I think we all could kind of pivot off of that. But, yeah, it's, uh, things are, it's weird how things work out sometimes. Yeah, It is. They work out how they're supposed to, though. Thank you, fellas. Yes, thank appreciate you. y'all. Thank you, brother. Yeah, thank you. If you guys have made it this far, I appreciate you, and thank you for listening. I'll be back sometime later this week, and have a good day.